We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you this important bulletin from the United States. This is not a test. Every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network will bring you The Poor Rapport, your one-stop podcast shop for everything news and topics of personal interest. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and you can hear me every Tuesday. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 170. Today is a very special episode because we are in Studio B for Brando. Brando, how is it going, my friend? It's going pretty well. It's getting a little late on to the evening. Of course, we're no stranger uh, you know, to late podcasting. We've podcasted way later than this. Burn the midnight oil. Uh, we have podcasted a lot more times than this. Oh yeah, uh, we have literally done pretty much uh, marathons of podcasting. But the, yes, this is very special because I don't have the number in front of me, Nate. But I want to say it was almost a hundred episodes ago. Okay. That we talked about something that we're going to be talking about in full for the very, almost kind of like the real first time as far as breaking down. Oh, the. F- Force Awakens, a ton of spoilers. That was well, it was the Force Awakened. I think is what I called it, but I can't remember. I think it was like uh, hashtag and a massive amount of spoilers because we broke it down epically. And then last year, of course, Veronica joined us for the Rogue One special. Sad podcast. It was Carrie Fisher was dying. It was horrendous because because she hadn't officially died yet. Correct. It was like it, she took a turn for what everybody thought was the better. And then it wasn't. Then, like, better. yeah, then like by the next podcast, she was no longer with us. But today we will be dissecting and breaking down the Last Jedi, and we have a couple friends with us here to do that with. Yeah, who should we introduce first? I feel like we will introduce our standard guest. You guys know him from Podcastrophe. He was just the guest on the Voice of Survival podcast last Friday. He's been a guest on Game Addicts podcast by the time everyone's here. No, that hasn't no, happened not yet. yet. The, Spoiler the, alert. The, the, this week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oops. Uh, what's up, Blaine? How you doing? Oh, it is me. I was wondering who the guest was. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> not, not much, Hi man. There. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Great. Today joining us, someone you brought into this podcasting fold first? A lot. A, a lot. <laughs> I love that you said a lot, because, yeah, it's been several episodes. He will leave. <clears throat> and at the same time, like, I kind of don't want him to. He's like the network parasite. He's just, like, on every show as best he can. He's going to make his way onto all the shows. We're let's, down. Let's face it. I'm the original parasite. You know, it's funny, because <laughs> he actually made his first appearance on the network before he appeared on the network. Because he was doing live chatting on the live stream during the Richard episode. Oh, yeah, that's And right. Richard made him spell out how he pronounces his last name. 
That was hilarious. But Tyler McLaughlin, welcome to the show. Did I say that right? You did. You McLaughlin. said it perfectly. God, I'm a pro. Shut up, Blaine. fucking great. Welcome to our show. Welcome to Journey into Comics. Happy so to be happy. here. We're happy to have you. Uh, today, we're going to just get... I mean, we're fucking diving right in. There's a lot to talk about. And yes, sir. I was just going to say is that there is a lot to talk about. And we have successfully almost not said much of anything for like the last couple of hours. I have said nothing about this yet. Oh, oh yeah. I have not opened my mouth. But there's something else that we need to talk about first. Yeah, sure. We need to talk about the news that came out the, like the same day that this movie was released. Yeah, they repealed net neutrality. Well, there is that. <laughs> there is that. The bom, fight's not bom, done bom. yet, guys. Uh, that's true. The fight is not done. It's not got to go through Congress. You have 17 states looking, courts. Uh, looking to uh, enact their own state laws uh, Washington's Washington. looking at this uh, several other states are looking at possibly suing as well as um, several online companies not uh, us no <laughs> uh, absolutely not but on to better news right uh, so yeah Disney uh, finally announced the deal we've been talking about it here on the show probably the last couple of weeks yep about buying 20th Century Fox and it's kind of been in the loom for like what about a month yeah, it was like late November. Or Around early, Thanksgiving, or, yeah. yeah. The, the kind of news broke. It was like shortly after the Deadpool teaser came out, I think. Because I was just like, oh, this is going to get interesting really fast. And it and it and everything has kind of played out really beautifully because questions that fans had were immediately answered. Will Deadpool be rated R? Yes. They will still make sure Deadpool is an R-rated movie. They know what success they have with that. Fox didn't really do much to make that movie. It was more of the production team and everybody else involved, Ryan Reynolds and whatnot. So that was a big question answered. They said right out the gate, welcome home, Fantastic Four, welcome home, X-Men. Like, this is an amazing day for Marvel fans. It's a new hope. Oh, I love how you did that. That was brilliantly done. Um, of these properties, though, I'm kind of curious to, to just know for your guys' perspective, what are you most interested in seeing happening from this deal? Because it opens a lot of doors, and it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I just want a new Fantastic Four. Like, that's great. We're going to get it. But, like, what are the extremes within comics that you're stoked to hopefully see play out on the big screen? I would personally like to see some more Ghost Rider. Ooh, a, re, a redone Ghost Rider? Not Nicolas Cage and not half-ass attempts at making something successful. I want... The same level of effort that they've put into everything else. Did you see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? They put Ghost Rider in that. It's the new Ghost Rider, the yeah, kid. Yeah, it's the different. It's not Johnny Blaze. They can bring him in. I would love to see it. I think now's the time. Mr. Dick? I I just... There's a couple things. Okay. I would like uh, some form of Galactus to appear. Okay. Which would be neat. With or without Silver Surfer? I don't you have to bring the Silver yeah, Herald sure. of Death. I mean, I think that's a great um, potential follow-up to a Thanos. Oh yeah, he, yes. he crashes I mean, into Earth because. All right, so like we've had for villains and Avengers, we've already had Ultron, we had Loki. Uh, one of them has to be Doom. Yep. Like even if he's like starts off as the Fantastic Four villain, he needs to go on to be the next big team-up villain, and then you follow like the next. Big bad would be Galactus because what what do you do to top that other than um, like Secret Wars? 
That's what I was going to say. Do you think after Infinity War and, you know, as we progress the next couple years, do you think that we're going to go as far as Secret Wars? Because I would love to see it, but I don't know. Okay, Secret Wars would be fun, and it's possible because you can get Robert Downey Jr. out of the Stark armor in the Iron Man armor and give it to Rhodey to play round ball with Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I'm not going to avoid that. Um, epic, ridiculous gym shooter line. Uh, really, though, looking at this deal, like, honestly, all these properties and everything that's just happened, House of M is the best story to tell because Scarlet Witch is your herald in the MCU already. Let her break the world. Create a alternate version of the world that is her perfect vision where mutants are, uh, you know, the heroes and and there are very few humans and they're demonized like the mutants were there's some weird feedback going on on brando i'm getting a weird feedback in this by the way it's whistling at me that was weird I've never had a whistle it yeah. wasn't just me breathing into the mic no <laughs> is it still there no <laughs> that's what? that's odd that's creepy I don't hear any whistling. Um, I'll I'll wear the headphones for a while. Okay, sure. Yeah, please do. So, back... is the headphones actually plugged in? Because right now I don't think they're plugged in. Yeah, these are my headphones, bro. These are mine. His are plugged in right here. Well, I just okay. So part of this might actually be this long oh. ass. I didn't I didn't see the connector. I gotcha. Was like, we have a long cable, and it's the cable we, that we bought for LoffyCon, and it's it kind of shorts in and out sometimes. Okay. Back to it, we'll talk more about uh, House of M. So what I was saying is, with Scarlet Witch, she's already the Herald in the MCU. She's there as your anchor. You create an alternate universe with her where the mutants are the majority and there are very few humans and you change everything. It allows you to bring multiple X-Men in in hordes, okay? But then, whoever fixes it, however they resolve that, they can resolve it a different number of ways, whether it's exactly the comic book route or whether they change it. Uh, the end result is the world being fixed, but with the mutants and the Fantastic Four and everybody who needs to be there, there. I think the only thing that we're going to have trouble with in all of this is recasting. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Brando, well, you didn't say it. And Dick, did you give your opinion on what you want to see come out of this deal? I gave one of them. Okay. Well, do you have any others? I De- felt Deadpool doing what things Deadpool-y things in the MCU. Okay. Because I I, I want to see Deadpool uh, hanging out with Cap Captain America. That would be that'd be nifty. Cause like from what I understand, like they're but they have a cool parallel in the fact that they're both um, experiments of their government. Very much so of their respective governments, and uh, so they have. Uh, Cap seems to be the only person that really kind of has any kind of respect for Deadpool in that regard. He still hates him. Oh, I bet. It's I, amazing. I guarantee it. That's an amazing dichotomy. Uh, <clears throat> Brando, what about you, though? For all the different things they can do now that these doors have been opened. Okay, so I have a list. Sure. Right here. Of all the things that Disney is acquiring... Um, through this deal. Do you want to go through them? 
Yeah, I know one. Spoiler alert, it's your shirt. Are you talking about, like, the live action? Mm-hmm. They acquired those rights. Uh, well, well, and we'll start with the obvious that we've already mentioned. X-Men. Yep. Fantastic Four. And Star Wars. The original uh, New Hope. Uh, so they now own all of Star Wars. And they, and they got their Marvel properties back. Uh, the next biggest one is probably Avatar. That's awesome. Even though it's only been one movie so far, but there are movies being made, and one I think is currently in production. Yeah, Avatar two. Um, the first Avatar grossed almost three billion in global box office. Whoa! It's all time number um, one, or is Titanic still number one? I thought Avatar edged it out, but. I don't want to say that with certainty. You know what's weird about Avatar, though? They did a second run of that. They did, like, the first theater yeah. run, and they waited, like, four months and then released it again during Christmas time. Uh-huh. So they got mm-hmm. that fucking big holiday push, and that was, like, one of the early 3D movies you could see. Well, 3D movies that was actually shot in 3D. Thank you. That's what so, Because at the time, I think Clash of the Titans, or whichever one the of those remake, is first, yeah. um, you, you had the option to see that in 3D at the same time, but it wasn't shot in 3D. And it, it was terrible. It was just rendered 3D. Yep. That's stupid. Avatar was my first 3D movie. It was awesome. I actually saw Avatar on Christmas Day with Matt, guest on Podcastrophe a couple times now. Uh, I, I kind of invaded his date. I was like, because it was, it was one of those days that like I had nothing going on. That, like no, Like all my family stuff was either the day before or over. So we were like, I was like just bored at home and i texted him i was like dude i'm so bored he's like we're gonna go see avatar i'm like can i come (laughs) dick crashes the christmas day yeah of course we were going through properties yeah let's do it okay kingsman cool so they own kingsman uh didn't they just announce a sequel or a a third movie for that like three days ago i think so maybe yeah they uh the uh golden circle which is that? That's the newest one. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Um, that grossed four hundred million. And then, okay, let's go to the next section. Die Hard. Cool. Uh, Fight Club. Cool. Um, Red Sparrow. No idea. Right over top. Uh, Red Sparrow's original film isn't set to release until 2018, but Fox and now Disney are already banking on the franchise to be. The mature film is based on novel by Jason Matthews, which follows a woman, Jennifer Lawrence, as a seductive spy. Matthews told uh, sold the film rights to Red Sparrow before the book was even published. He's already contracted <laughs> for a sequel. Um, Alien. That's awesome. And Predator. Yeah. That's even awesomer. Planet of the Apes. Oh. Independence Day. Oh, my. The Martian. Whoa. Artemis. Meh. The Maze Runner. Meh. Percy Jackson. Meh. Ice Age. Meh. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Meh. Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) Dr. Doolittle. Can we go back real quick? I, I would like to see the Chronicles of Narnia redone. 
because they tried so hard to compete with, I feel like, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter at the same time. Mm-hmm. And just fumbled over the And just feet. fumbled and, over. And now that they're done, it might be able to stand on its own a little bit. Yep. Yeah. It said Disney co-produced the first two films, but the third was led by Fox. Uh, and then finally, uh, <laughs> this is such a weird um, like uh, amalgamation of stuff. You have Home, the Home Alone series. Yep. Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it's just funny that I just mentioned that before we got on. That's there. right. And the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Weird. Didn't we they need, also we... end up with like uh, Simpsons? Simpsons and Family Guy. And Family Guy. And and American, and American Dad by that extension, right? Okay. Futurama. Mm, I don't think Fox owns Futurama because the because uh, because uh, I think the rights got sold. Oh. To to. Well, because you have production companies, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. But think about the other television shows; they own uh, Fox, FX. So you think of Twenty Four. Yeah. You think in X Files. Oh. The Shield. Okay. Okay. So just think about all these, all these like um, shows that were developed and then by Fox and put on their channels. So also, next step. Disney now owns thirty nine percent stake in Hulu. That's cool. They don't have that. They are the 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 large sh- shareholder majority, but Comcast, NBC, Universal, and Time Warner still own shares. In order for Disney to control Hulu, they have to buy out the other guys. That's probably not going to happen. No. But they want to make their own service, their own streaming service. And make it an add on to Hulu. Either that, okay. Or you completely go separate, make your own thing, make it an additive to. Hulu and Netflix, like they want it to be. Okay. But now look at all this Fox shit. You can pull off the others. Oh. Put over there. Man, they just like made a chess move power. I feel like there's Tyler, you said it best before we were on air, that they resurrected Walt Disney and he's the mastermind behind this, and I feel like he figured out the secret to printing money because he's also the guy who figured out time travel. They and thought this him is, from his carbonite. And he's like, This is the move that had to be made. This right here has to be done. He actually pioneered Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they don't know who pioneered Bitcoin. That's like a great mystery. I don't know if you guys actually know that. But. Real quick, according to our overlord Wikipedia uh, 20th Century Fox does own Futurama. Oh, okay. So then that means that they no longer, now it's Disney. Correct. Interesting, okay. This is very interesting how this all has played out. Uh, you know, this is a fantasy thing. Like, oh, Disney will buy Fox or Disney will buy back Fantastic Four at least. Jesus, that's not a... But they they, they, they were like, oh, we could, we could just get the X-Men in Fantastic Four. And I feel like Fox was like, We'll sell it all to you for this much. And Disney was like, wait, is that even a thing? Do you really want to do that? They were like, yeah, sure. I mean, we're down. And then Comcast tried to get in, and they were like, not competing with Disney money. No way. Just tap out while you have a chance. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't I don't know why, as big as Disney is at this point, I don't know why you would want to compete with Disney. Why you would do that to yourself. Because Disney has enough capital... And enough resources, just as far as personnel. I mean, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, as okay. long as the government doesn't stop them from doing it. Before it's all said and done, Disney will be its own religion. I, 
hey, I don't doubt it. I mean, it's just like, it's ridiculous how much Disney is in everything now. They are literally Thanosing their way through and collecting the like gems that. one by one. Uh, Sorry, I'm not, I, I don't mean to keep scooting away from you, but I was sitting directly on whatever bar is supporting this. <laughs> it, was, it was directly in my ass crack. That's not metal. <laughs> I was like, I I can't do this. He only anymore. enjoyed it for so long. I only <laughs> I could only he had to get off the pony. Oh, that's oh, funny. I'm jaded. I'm oh, spent. No. <laughs> um, is there anything else we really should get into with this Disney Fox deal, or is it time to really dive into the meat and potatoes? We have we one more thing because, oh. um, and it will be what's called a segue. Oh. Because I mentioned that they bought the rights to A New Hope. Yes. The original Star Wars movie. George Lucas never owned it. He owned the special edition version. They owned yeah. That. But, like, the one thing that I hated, probably the only thing that I actually hated about The Force Awakens when I went to go see it two years ago, that it didn't have the 20th Century Fox startup. Going, growing up, watching those movies... Those movies started with that drum line mm-hmm. and, the, and the horns, and it that was part of it. That was part of the presentation. Yeah. So yeah. just like tonight when we saw the last show, I, you're sitting there and you just see like the little logo, and and I'm like, oh. I mean, I, I'm still excited to see the movie, but it's just like it's not the same. I've never even thought about that portion, but uh, I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you watch them for like 20 years yeah. and it You're has right. it. I did, like I said, I didn't think about it until just now when you've brought it up. I'm like, wow, like, it really You know, is. like we just watched the despecialized editions, so um, it has the old school one, you know, because uh, obviously they've actually kept that same thing for like years, but they've just gotten better quality. Yeah. What this may universal. lead to is more incentive. Now Now that they own it, they don't have to work with them, they don't have to do anything, they, it's theirs. Even if there is sort of them going, you can't buy this thing because you're going to create a... You're going to have 36% of the market share for the entertainment industry. You can't do that. They're going to get their shit. Mm-hmm. If, if it turns out they can't make the deal and buy the fucking whole thing, they're going to say, fine, you know what? Five billion, give us our shit, and we'll get out. Yep. Now Disney's gonna be like, <laughs> we're gonna own the world, and then they buy the government. Oh my god, that would be crazy. I'm down for a Disney government, uh, Disney World Order, Disney coup d'état. <laughs> uh, can I just say, I read an article that was really interesting. And do you know why the original theatrical releases haven't been released? It has nothing to do with rights. This is the most shocking thing I learned. Um, somebody who is on the inside who knows the situation close said it only comes down to George Lucas has requested them not be released. That is the one thing, and I'm not for that. I'm sorry. Fuck you, George Lucas. I love you at the same time. God damn it. You shit on my childhood. And I think both should be available. I think. Exactly. exactly. The special yeah. edition and the original theatrical. There's there, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Watch, watching this despecialized editions... I don't need to see Ewoks blinking, damn it. It makes no sense. Right. It, it only looks weird when you now that you've made them blink. Seriously, it really has... It's like watching that, that's all I look at is... Um, but I really do hope this does lead to a Blu-ray remastered theatrical re-release of the original trilogy... 
because everybody will buy it. Absolutely. If people buy underwear that says Star Wars on it, they'll buy this. Right. Yes. In 4K. Oh exactly. My yeah, yes, God. absolutely. <laughs> Everywhere. Everywhere. With, all the like, time. You know what? That, I, it's like Randy Marsh in that episode of South Park where the he's internet's in the gone. Chair. And then he, he's like, I really need to use the internet. He sneaks in. And then they're like... He he's like he's sitting there all covered in jizz and he's like, <laughs> "Did you guys see the spooky ghost? <laughs> the ghost got ectoplasm all over me." <laughs> That's how I would feel. Oh man! Uh, another thing with Star Wars. Okay, so let's talk about that. How did you guys like celebrate the lead up? You said you watched Despecialized editions. I did as well, and I actually watched the entirety of all the movies in machete order, complete. Leading up to The Last Jedi, it was fucking nuts. Yes, I watched The Phantom Menace, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but did you guys do anything special? A week and a half ago, um, I watched The Force Awakens with my girlfriend, Miranda, because we were the original plan was we were going to go down to Indy tomorrow, and uh, we were going to go see it um, at Circle Center Mall. But then this came up, and I'm like, well... You're not the biggest Star Wars fan, and Blasphemy. basically we would be doing this for me, and it's your week. It's her week, and it's her birthday weekend. Uh, that was just a plan that I made because I figured it'd be fun to do while we were because we're going to Indy anyways. Um, but and then Brandon's like, "Hey, I'm go. I got my ticket for Friday. <laughs> if you want to go, otherwise I'll be alone." <laughs> well, uh, it kind of turned out that way because we couldn't get somebody to watch Wyatt. So yeah. Because originally, just like the last few times, you know, Kate was going to go with me. She loves Star Wars. Um, she has very strong feelings against the prequels. And I, as much as I try to get her to see, like, see the good in those b b b besides the bad, you know, because she just, like, dogs on them. I'm like, you and McGregor is fucking awesome. Yep. Like, you know. Samuel L. Jackson is fucking awesome. Great. You know, Hayden Christensen's not the guy that I would pick. But he gave the performance that the director asked him to give. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You can't blame the kid for that. Nope. Give him another fucking chance, dude. Like, he has, like, the best scenes are when he doesn't talk. And I've said that before. Just the anguish. But, um, yes, I, I ended up just, it was going to be me going by myself. And, which, I would have done it. I would have. He said the same thing to me, though. He's like, I'm going by myself. And I was, like, looking at the calendar, which is right there, looking at what's going on. I'm like, wait a minute. Literally, there are no fucking plans for me on Friday. Going to Lafayette, you're not going alone. Fuck that. Like, it's not happening. And then it kind of became a thing, which is awesome. Well, because you're, you're coming down. Yeah. And if you're a lock at coming down, I'm like, well, let's see if anybody else wants to go, because then we might be able to do something. That we're doing right now. I told, yeah. I told Tyler about it, and he's and then I was like, hey... Do you want to just do? You, do you want to just buy my ticket? Like that way, it's, it's, he was already there. Basically, we're getting. partners, and <laughs> so he's like auditorium three, and then we're like, well, I don't remember who said it, but like, I wonder if Brandon's in auditorium. Three. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I just laughed my ass off because I knew you had already gotten your ticket, and I was like, oh my god, what if he like after th after all this trouble of rounding up the crew, he still ends up alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like always, you know, I'm being the podcast whore that I am. I just kind of walked up in the middle of the conversation, and so you guys are seeing Star Wars. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> yep, I, I'm going. 
Uh, yep, not doing um, it alone. Blaine and I are life partners, and so I bought and, his ticket. Me and Blaine started talking about podcasting, and then you said, fuck yeah. And I'm like, well, I didn't want to assume. I didn't want to like just like say, you're going to the show and then doing a podcast, because I, I don't like to push that. Like, cause I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to make your plans for you. Just, you know, just go, you know, just go with it. Let's I don't like to it. do that. We've all kind of been, had the, the podcasting life thrust upon us. Yeah. <laughs> so far I'm very happy with ways. this thrustage. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Cause you can just like sit thrustage. back and I love thrustage. It's a great <laughs> thrustage might be the episode title. <laughs> oh, God. Double entendre. When you think about some of the thrustage that happens in yep. the last Jedi. Oh so, shit. Um, man. Do you guys want to just do it? I feel like we've stalled on this shit long enough, well, and I want to fucking just explode. Real quick, my build-up to... Oh, oh yeah, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm no, a fucking you're all right, asshole. You're right. I'm the worst. Um, I still have my original VHS copies oh, shit, yeah. of the original trilogy. The CBS Fox released? Yeah. Nate, Amazing. Nate, Nate, move your bag. Move your bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, now open up that, that, that flap. Oh, we got a flap. Mask of the Phantasm. Holy shit, shit I see the yeah. Ewok adventure. Oh, I have that. I have that on... Yoink. Yep. This the, is the Fox Home Video um, pre-Fox uh, CBS one. Is that the... No, that? it's Fox Home Video. Okay. Uh, but that's Return. So I had I had the keep, fo- keep I had the Fox version, and I wore all... I watched those VHSs so many times, I wore the tapes out. Okay. Because I've got the other... I actually had the Fox CBS ones, too. Uh, I see it. Of Empire and, and Jedi. That's Caddyshack. That's Caddyshack, folks. Oh, I forgot I own Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like, dude, it's not in I there. just bought these at like, oh, they're not in there? I don't see them. Oh, they're putting, they must be pushed to the back. But yeah, okay, so Ewok Adventure, right? Nate, I got that Nate, at Google for a dollar. Nate gave his 30%. Remember, remember not long ago I was telling you I've got a DVD that won't play that I bought from Disc Replay? Yeah. Fuckers. That's it. The Ewok Adventures, the double-sided, you know, both movies, which I loved as a kid. I can't watch them because they're so scratched. I didn't even know there was a second. Oh, they're great. They they have a polisher? Yeah. The last time I went in, I talked to a guy about it, and he's like, well, we'll do our best, you know. Your best was not good enough. But, you know, I bought it from him. I would have thought that... How long ago did you buy it? uh, Well, it was... My relationship with Disc Replay has not been good for about a year and a half. Partially because I bought that and it wouldn't play. Okay, because I didn't have the polisher back then. Yeah. So next time on Game Addicts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to get that fixed and maybe watch it. But I watched A New Hope on VHS. Awesome. Just like I did when I was a kid, and then I bought um, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, I bought the complete Blu-ray Star Wars that's got. Young Anakin on the front and all yeah, that. The yellowish tinge yep. thing. Yep. I, I went. I went through and watched all of them. In order? How did you do it? Uh, I watched Empire and Return of the Jedi, and then I watched. Then I went back and watched the prequels. And then did so. You essentially did machete order. Yeah. Awesome. I love uh, Episode One. Big fan. I I remember seeing it three times a row. Three times in a row in 1999. By myself as a young lad. I believe that Phantom Menace had, in my opinion, the best non-traditional Star Wars music in one scene. And it's the the, the duel. Oh, absolutely. With, I mean, the whole, Duel of Fates? The Duel of Fates. Thank you. I couldn't remember. I was like, the duel of what the fuck is the word? I can't remember. Well, it was so over the top. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
and, and it just blew you back in your seats. I mean, I remember as a kid hearing that almost montage start, and it's like, turn it up to eleven. I want this in my face. And I don't care what how I don't care who you are as a kid. Pod pod racers were cool. Oh hell yeah, they were fucking neat. I yeah. wanted to be in one, and I hate Sebulba. Fuck you, you little fucking nutsack. The the first. <laughs> movie of that trilogy is the only one that truly feels like a Star Wars movie to me. Yes. Thank you. Um, and that's yeah. why I actually do like that movie a lot. I really dislike Attack of the Clones. Yeah. It is shoddily written, shoddily acted, well, put put together, and it's it's like all of them, they have good, you know, good scenes, but but that movie to me, the more I watch it, the more I'm just like Ugh well, for me, there's so much that I love about the prequel trilogies, and you know I'm kind of the master of unpopular opinions. Um, I think what ruined Attack of the Clones for me is how forced the teeny bopper love story between yep. Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman was. Natalie Portman's hot, so you know I enjoyed all of it because of that. But uh, it was necessary, but they they just pushed it on you so hard. It's like, man, back it down a peg and I'll enjoy this. And they just never did. They so. could have made it like a whole, like, honestly, if they were doing it right, Attack of the Clones should have been less CGI. That's my biggest complaint. Yep. It's so bad. The CGI is so noticeably bad now. Right. You know, and back then, okay, it's whatever. And then as far as the love story is concerned, I think that they should not have done the love story with Anakin like this. They should have continued to build the angst between them. And then there should have been like one explosive sex scene that was like was like at the Sign end. Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. But then like that's like right before Vader turns because that's like his first step into the dark side. He has officially betrayed the Jedi Order. Right. I kind of feel like if they're gonna do the love story, she should have been pushing him back. No, 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 no. We're friends. I'm a senator. No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. Do not enter. And so, but there's a por- portion of the, of, the, of the movie where where Jango Fett is not where Obi Wan is at the, at the at the factory, right? The clone factory, and then he shows up. Why not have him still trying to get the fucking? Like, get, maybe he tracks him down, and Anakin alone kind of like fends off Jango. Doesn't defeat him, fends him off, gets them to safety, and she's like, "Wow, you really saved me." That kind of opens her eyes a little bit, to where now she's letting this kid gets kind of like flirting, and then kind of lets that in a little bit, and then that's that. Instead of it just being like we're together, I feel feelings. You know, you were ten, <laughs> and I haven't changed a and lick, I had, and I already had boobs. But she also looks the exact same. Yeah, she does. Well, because it's only two years later. Well, correct. But he grows like it's been 15 years later. I would, I would be okay with that version, too, just because we would get more Django Fett. Exactly. Yep. Because, like, we, you, like you see him twice in the movie, and then he gets his head cut off. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch Force Awakens. I didn't watch prequels at all. I got to the last night, uh, finally, like, we had Jedi going in the background pretty much all night because we were just so busy. And then I put force in and i'm like yeah i'm going to bed <laughs> i'm not even gonna start it <laughs> so we've actually said that uh wyatt has been bugging her to watch star wars which fills me with glee and pride oh absolutely and he knows who r2 is oh yeah yes your I, heart melts when he says yeah that. well because i i and, I and i said who's that r2 
And I'm like, yes. Has he started to imitate the sounds yet? Not yet. That's what I did when I was a kid. Not yet. I mean, he... No, I, I could speak R2. Like, I was an astromech droid when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. You were a Roomba. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. But I don't think he realizes that they're different movies yet. Because he... he, he oh, and he knows who Chewie is. Yeah. So, he, you know, he goes... Because he, he saw he saw the... <laughs> He saw like the big pig in Jabba's palace. He goes, "A Chewy." Like, no, that's not Chewy. I could have sworn you just said Jabba's phallus. Phallus. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all dicks in the end. Um. Anyway, yeah, dude. So, uh, when so when Chewy Chewy finally gets in there, so uh, I think uh, let's go back and watch uh, Force Awakens. I am going to take Caitlin to see the movie over shutdown. Uh, on a random weekday, no one's going to be in there. Yep. You know, and uh, she definitely wants to see the movie really bad. And uh, and I can't wait to take her because we're going to talk about the last Jedi finally as we get into this podcast as we keep Blaine longer and longer. It's okay because we're only twenty two minutes. Um, okay, maybe thirty minutes into this podcast. <laughs> Let's go. We have Star Wars to talk about here, pal. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Let's do this. Spoilers from this point on, guys. Five, four, three, two, one. So, Luke dies at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting it out of the way. No. Okay. Um, But really, we should talk about this movie. I went and saw it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I've been waiting so hard to talk, like, to other people about this and have like a long conversation about what you guys thought. I right out of the gate, love this movie, but I want to get your guys's opinions about like how, what you felt about it. It was really fun to experience. You guys experience it for the first time. It actually made the movie experience a little bit better. Cause I know all the things coming and I'm just like, look, I'm just like looking around like, Oh, they're going to love this part so much. And you guys, for the most I'm part, very, did. I'm very emotive. When I'm watching a movie, I noticed. Uh, yeah, like you could see, you can see my hands moving, like, and I mean, like the chuckles that I get from not humor, but like just no, like, oh yeah, like some shit like that. Um, but no, um, I I think I I immediately texted Miranda and I started telling her I was like, I loved it. it the movie was almost three hours long, and there was not a there was not a normally movies of that length. I get to a certain point and I'm like, okay, we've got to be getting close to the end. Not one point. Did I feel that way? I just, I was hooked. Every scene had just, it, it had me hooked. It had me hooked. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler. For me, whenever I go into any movie, my number one goal or my number one determining factor on whether I enjoy the movie or not is if I'm entertained. It could be the worst movie in the world, and as long as I'm entertained, at least through the majority of it, I'll love it. I watched a couple spoiler-free reviews um, yesterday evening um, just to, you know, get more prepared for what I was about to experience, and a lot of what I read and watched said that this is by far, hands down, the best film in any of them out of all of them and i totally agree with that it it i was entertained from the start to the end no lapse 
I mean, they successfully told multiple stories, intertwined them beautifully, and kept a three-hour movie feeling short. It was like, even at the very end, you're like, what's coming next? Like, what's the next step? And, you know, like, sorry to interject here, but, you know, like, all of that's in, like, a really short time span, and a short time span after The Force Awakens. Yes. Like, it's not long after that movie, and it all takes place within, like, not even a day. Like less than twenty four hours, yeah. yeah. Some some of what I had read, certain plot points throughout the movie, people say are unnecessary. Kind of like what I was saying about the Clone Wars with the love story and all that. Okay. Um. I didn't feel that way. Uh, the basically all of the Finn and Rose stuff. A lot of people are saying was completely unnecessary. I loved it. I, I loved it too, and that's I was so surprised that they felt that way. And they said that uh, one of the reviews that I said was that Poe was too much like a teenage kid, and no, uh, it it totally fit with his character development. Yeah. I thought I I didn't I I have nothing to complain about, and I think that a lot of the stuff that I read yesterday was just people really picking it apart and fi- trying to find something to complain about. I mean, Poe got a promotion and had a chance to do something major right out of the gate, the first part of the movie. Right. Is, and I love that open in a space a sequence oh, of yeah. battle that, that just sets the tone. You're in Star Wars. Welcome. You know, like, no bullshit, no going to a planet, nothing. We're in a fight sequence. And uh, that going on, you know, you have Poe, uh, essentially what's happening is on this planet that is the rebel base, they're gonna, they're evacuating cause the, you know, first order is there to fuck shit up with their dreadnought, I think was what it was called. Yep. Poe, you know, just does this thing and he just maneuvers and blows up all of the top cannons. So then of course he makes that call right out of the gate, you know, um, before we get into that though, Brandon, your thoughts upon this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt, I definitely felt like the movie was long. Not in a bad way, but it just got to a point where near the end where I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much more can they do? Like this, like it it was like, how much more can you possibly do in this movie and still have more to do? Because it, it, it seems like a lot. And it, the only part of the movie that I wasn't like directly into was the whole Finn and Rose stuff. Really? It that was the part of the movie that as I'm watching it, I'm like, this screams prequel to me. Like, not like in what I mean is prequel bad way. Okay. Um I didn't hate it. Okay. And so don't think that. But it definitely took me out of it. Okay. Um. It it was a bit slow. It kind of prodded itself, and it seemed. And yes, while I understand this happens a lot with throughout the series, convenient when they found the dude in the cell. That's there's one of three complaints I have about this movie. They're all really small. The finding the dude in the cell is weird because of all the people they're gonna find that dude who happens to just have exactly enough knowledge, and then 
they've not done anything to build this guy's allegiance. Of course he's a scumbag who's going to turn on a dime. Now, see, you could argue, again, Destiny uh, led by the Force. The Force led them there. Yeah. The Force, it's always been described as almost like, almost kind of like this living, breathing thing that is involved. And we're not talking about midichlorians. No. Thank you. We are talking about it, when it's necessary, it gets involved to either push things one way or another. Light the balance. Or dark. It it does both. And so you could argue that in a way they were led there and that that happened for a reason. But still like when I go to a movie, I try to turn my brain off. Cuz I don't want to dissect the movie while I'm watching it for the first time. Yeah. I I mean, it, yes, take it in, do all that kind of stuff. But that that whole segment, that whole part was like, okay, well now they left, now they're on their way back. And so, it's like the the one thing that I, that I did like was everything was converging around the same time coming back in, because there's another thing that I have a problem with, and it's like, why didn't they just blow them the fuck up and exert extra force? Like they were just like, we're gonna. St- Wait till these guys run out of gas, and then we're just going to go blow them up. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. I think it was more of a power play. General Hux was tr- – well, I, Hux mixed with, with um, Snoke. It, it was just really off to me because I'm like, you, you, you guys can go faster, right? Hmm. Yeah, we'll just stay up with them long enough for them to run out of fuel, and then we're just going to pew pew when they get – <laughs> when they start drifting back a little bit too further for our weapons to be. It, I get it. We wouldn't have a movie if Without that drama. didn't happen. Correct. It's the drama. So I told myself to shut up about that right from the get-go. Shut the fuck up, Brandon. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. We've, they've got to they've do this. and they the, We've got to go through this whole thing. So therefore, either they can A, get away, or be be just completely destroyed. What this has to happen because now we got to go over here, and then we got to come back, but then we got to go back over there. I did like this that this movie was a roller coaster. Yes, it was. It, it was. It did not feel akin to episode five, like episode seven did to four. This one had a couple different tones from each one, plus new. Mm-hmm. It definitely had the Empire feel with them being on the, on the defensive and outmanned and out well, and even more so like it was yes. it was dire like when like when the entire rest of the resistance can load up on the Falcon to leave and that's all that's left that's like 18 people well and look look when they send the distress signal out and they say this has been received by all of our allies in the Outer Rim, and no one's replying. So they are 100% on their own, all mm-hmm. like 18 people. Well, and, you know? and, and it's the, the, you know, that's the main theme of the movie is to spark the, the rebellion to, to grow again. This movie's main theme, though, is like plans that go terribly wrong. Everything in this movie is a plan that goes terribly wrong. You know, Ray thinks she has a plan. It goes terribly wrong. I mean, kind of. It was kind of awesome also. Uh, you have Finn has this plan with Rose. It goes wrong. Poe has this plan. It goes wrong. Snoke has a plan. Snoke it has a plan. Wrong. It goes wrong. Um, 
the chick that replaces uh, Leia when she goes down temporarily in the movie, her plan, it goes wrong. Like, it, it's literally going, like, no matter how hard you plan and how hard you think these are going to go right, like, you guys probably are all thinking, like, they were definitely going to shut that shit down when they got inside of Heck, uh, inside of uh, Snoke's ship, right? And then it's like, the, boom, they get cut off at the pass, and you're just like, fuck, another failure. Mm-hmm. And and it it, it it echoes what Luke says when he says, strip away all of the things, and the Jedi are, you know, failure. That's the legacy we leave behind, hubris and failure. With all the lead-up the last two years, with that poor chick having to hold that lightsaber out, waiting for him to grab it. Her arm must be tired. And the first thing he does is toss it off a cliff. Fucking hilarious. Just toss it <laughs> over his shoulder. I didn't even think of it like that. Uh, I noticed like a, a a weird, like the way it was shot. So she hands it to him, and she kind of takes a step back. But when it cuts back to him, she's like 15 feet away <laughs> rather than a couple steps back from him. That is one of the I'm few like, continuity what? errors in the movie. There's another one when Finn is getting into the escape pod. He puts the backpack on the ground. She but confronts it, him. And then she's talking the to him the whole time. But then it's in the ship. Right. And then the other thing is in the final battle when they're on the mining uh, place in the, in the, the, the last stand essentially – when Finn and Rose is essentially shuttle Tiberius flying in, um, is going down and those TIE fighters are shooting, the stuff coming up is not red. It's just smoke. But then the rest of the battles, all of the mineral that's under that salt is just shooting up red. And it's this big to-do in a big scene. I guess I didn't notice that. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. And I just happened to notice it because I was like, huh. That shit's supposed to be red when it hits. Every other time it's fucking red. Why is it I not really red like here? the aesthetic of oh, like man, the red yeah. beautiful. Smoke. I thought it was really well, was. especially you go back to, you know, the the similarities that it does have between Empire and mm-hmm. itself. The trenches, Hoth and, and Oh, it kind of ends how yeah. Hoth and whatever this planet is, you know. With the walkers yep. and all that stuff. I mean, they definitely uh typically cuz you know how like um in a lot of ways, with the like with Empire, the the, the the movie's called Empire Strikes Back. The rebels destroyed the Death Star, and ever since then, they've been on kind of on the run. They've been the, the Empire's like motherfucker. That was a lot of fucking money we spent on that goddamn we took thing. A long time building that thing. It did. It took forever. And then we finally got the damn thing going up. So yeah, we're gonna fucking kick your ass. And then so then now they're on the run. And on this one, it's like they destroyed Starkiller Base. That not before the First Order pretty much decimated the New Republic. The New Republic is no longer there. Coruscant's gone. Yeah, yeah well, uh, and then you have, um, like, the Senate is gone, the Chancellor's gone, um, and, like, there there is no power structure. The, the thing is, is that, uh, did you guys ever look into, like, the history of what happened with the Empire and the New Republic and how that ended? No. Nothing that's canon anymore. It's been a long no. time. No, well, okay, because this is the new canon. After know. the Death Star got destroyed, uh, there was a, basically a civil war. Um, and, and, and basically what that is is that, the, is, is that the rebels have basically said, we're in charge now. And the Empire is like, fuck no, you ain't. And the, so the fighting kind of still began, but then there's fighting within the Empire. There, there's power struggle because mm-hmm. there are some who are enacting the uh, the emperor's final, you know, 
uh, contingency plan because his final contingency plan was to, was to destroy the empire and the like and the, everything because like, the empire couldn't protect its emperor correct mm-hmm. so what ends up happening is that um the there are peace talks and those break down and yet another mini war starts up or another war between the new republic which has now been established with the new senate and the Galactic Empire. Finally, there is peace. And the Grand Vizier meets with Mon Mothma. And they broker peace. And they severely... Uh, they get rid of all of the Galactic Empire's uh, political power. And they severely limit the Galactic Empire's uh, military strength. Only, And it's only in, a, in its most uh, strongest around the, around the center rim. And, but then there's the first order was a sect of that empire that broke off. They said, no, we are, we do not go along with the grand vizier. We do not broker peace. We follow the, 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 the old vision of the empire in, 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 along with the emperor. So they spend a long time building back up. Leia was a Senator who got disgraced when the news broke TMZ style that Darth Vader was her father. She was in line to become the next chancellor after Mon Mothma, and then her political career is absolutely destroyed and she is disgraced. Instead, uh, she goes back to the front to try to combat this new First Order threat, which the new, which the new, which the new Republic says we want nothing to do with. They're, they are not a threat to us. And they're like, guys, they're actually mobilizing. They're trying to become a, a threat to us. They're Nazi Germany. Essentially. And uh, the, the New Republic is like, get away. Well, General Leia, that's why she dropped the princess. She's general. She's not a senator. She's a general. And you have like what was basically the, the centerpiece of the rebellion. Admiral Akbar, a lot of these old like leaders banded together and formed the resistance because they're doing it by themselves. They're not doing it with the New Republic. And so in The Force Awakens, we see the First Order actually destroy the New Republic. And all that's left is the Resistance. And so now the First Order is militarily poised to take control of the entire galaxy. And all that's left is a small sect of the, of the Resistance. And they're looking at the wipe. And so coming into this movie, they're like, swipe the table. They, they hurt us. They hurt us bad. But they ain't shit. Right, you know, nothing is stopping us now. All we got to do: sweep these guys to the side, move on in. We, we you know, the empire has essentially risen again. But this whole movie was like them, basically, barely getting away, losing more people, losing more people, losing more people, and in in the end, still not extinguishing the flame of hope. Damn close, though. Yeah, it got close. <clears throat> Let's talk about some of the cool moments of this movie. As we go through, uh, you know, there's a lot of... I thought this movie could very easily have just been right to the handing of the lightsaber scene. Like, just, like, kick it right off and let's find out. They didn't. They don't really do that. Like I said, they start with the, the big fight scene. It really sets up the whole movie. Uh, the rebellion gets away on light speed. They're tracked by light speed. Makes everything really fucking terrible for them they have no chance now Mm -hmm. and they're running out of fuel and they're trying to figure out what to do and then uh finn 
you know, I kind of liked the thing with the sisters, though. Rose and her sister, and the, you know, her sister dies fighting the rebellion, and she gives her cause, and it gives Rose this reason to kind of live. And she sees what Finn is doing and, and later in the movie, and, and she makes a judgment call that she feels like it's an unnecessary sacrifice. It's not really going to change anything. Like, that's not going to do what he thinks it's going to do, because did you see that weapon? You know, but... uh in this movie there i mean there are just like so many awesome moments there's a lot of stuff with the uh with the island you know you got luke and ray on the island he doesn't want to train her and i love that he's just like no he he's he feels really guilty about what he did to ben and that's a i love that there are three sides to that story you see that scene three different times yeah the the lie that luke tells ben solo's side of the story and then Luke letting the veneer down and revealing what really happened and how he failed as a person. I was really happy that they hashed that out the way yes. they did. Yes, I, I love that they gave Luke such a, such a big character flaw with that. It really humanizes him. When you think of these of like of these Jedi, you know, Luke even Luke says he's been romanticized by this point. Mm-hmm. So he'll never be able to live up to that image. You know, so why even? Why even go out? Why even try? Why try to be that image? But I love it because every single main Jedi character in this series has failed. Yep. They all fail, but mm-hmm. then their failures teach the next what not to do. Uh-huh. And that's something that, that gets brought up as well. But the I love seeing that scene because, of course, that harkens back to the original teaser for Force Awakens, right? And uh, with him kneeling next to R2, I love the, the struggle with Luke actually feeling like he needs to kill Ben. Yeah. That is dark shit. Oh, yeah. And to think that like, this is Luke fucking Skywalker. He stood mm-hmm. up and defied the Emperor <clears throat> and said, no, I will not give in to you, motherfucker. I'm not going to kneel to you like my dad did. And here he is with his own nephew going, this kid's going to destroy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> this kid is bad fucking well, news. And it goes even farther than that because not only is he blood, but he's his student. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he goes really into detail about how not only he let Ben down, but he let Leia and Han down. You know, and he's like, Han, Han didn't really want this for Ben, but he went with it because... You know, we're family, and he trusted me, and I failed. I like how he said Han was Han about it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There are so many little, like, first time you watch it, you don't notice some things. There's a set of words that's a, a character's last words in the series that if you're not even paying attention, you don't even recognize the beautiful Easter egg. And we'll get to that at some point in this. But, uh,. The thing that I really, really liked in the in the island scene too is it establishes a connection with Ray and Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's never been done like this before. They like are opening a channel of communication between each other where they can like see each other in some form. I feel like Ray could see his whole surroundings, and for some reason he could only see her. You know, and and we find out you know the cause of that later. But I just love that dynamic because it, it actually is not gone. You know? Right. Well, and I also like how it is so real. 
It, like it's almost kind of like in the Matrix. It's real. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life because they're there. They're touching each other. He's holding his hand out, and he and when he gets back out of the connection, his hand is wet because it was raining. He was there. Yeah. And that what's so awesome about that is that they do this like, gosh, like three times between them, really, mm-hmm. maybe four, when it's all said and done. It's actually, I think, five total. There's like the initial, mm-hmm. then there's the second one, then there's the fire one where Luke interrupts it, then there's w- the one more time, and then at the very end when mm. she denies him and then shows right. the shuttle. Okay, so then that all of that does to set up the end with Luke. Oh man. Because the, the they 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 show you it, they do all this thing that the the whole touching, he was there. I could basically feel him. Oh, my hand was wet. And then he wasn't ever there. <laughs> God, I didn't even realize it. See, I watched the movie fucking twice and I missed that. That's brilliant, Brando. And yes. And he had shorter hair, so he was like I was the sitting old- there like the older re- and the, the the beard was darker. Yeah, he, exactly. I was like, is anybody? He was projecting not himself like 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 what what people might remember last seeing him as. Yep. And he was wearing the old black robes. The big giveaway is the lightsaber. Yes, it was the Anakin lightsaber. Well, and his hand was gloved. Yeah. Look at the majority of the island scene. You see his, his yeah his or his uh, artificial appendage a lot. Yeah. It's not, he doesn't ever have that glove or the artificial skin. It's just a robot arm. Yep. And then when he fights Ben at the end, he's got the glove on. So, I, I know we're going to jump around a lot. So, when he finally, because I was thinking, okay, so this is the his Obi-Wan moment. Strike me down, I'll become more powerful, right? I'm like, all right, cool. And then he goes, boom, gone. No. Stab. No. Who's to say those wounds didn't actually hurt him? It affected Kylo. He felt like he was shot. Yes. He he did yes. feel like he was shot. Yes, because when she shot, he he flinched. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Brando, absolutely. And so it wasn't just him exerting himself to the Force. Kylo really did strike down Luke, but did it remotely. Right. And then instead of him being there on the battlefield and just falling into a clump of... Of robes, he got to do so peacefully and watch the sunset. And he's at the original Jedi Temple, yes, which was beautifully and, done, and oh. brings the, and brings that character arc forward because he he wants to be done with this shit. The Jedi need to end. It's wrong. It's a fucking farce. He, you know, he's like, I failed. It's gone. They should just die at this point. You know, because this is just because this is just like no. He he is so angry old man about this and I loved it for the most part. Oh, I loved Mark Hamill on the whole film. Yes, I thought he was great and then of course when he finally gives in and he starts to teach her a little bit and he starts to open and then you find out he's closed himself off completely from this. Completely and it makes total sense. He's been here for years and then because what does he say early on um, you know where's Han? He didn't feel Han. Why didn't he? Because he was closed mm-hmm. off. If he was, if he was there and he not wanted, if he actually was open, he would have felt that and it would have been gut punch to him. Right. But the fact that he doesn't know, 
is I mean from the get go he when he asked that I was like why did he ask that yeah and then it's you know it's explained you know because I was like is this an oversight no he's cut off but when he reconnects and there's Leia and he just like just barely and then of course that leads to probably one of the better scenes in the entire fucking movie when she ta- when when Ray finally takes off and pretty much pulls the Skywalker from Empire, you know, running off to save the day, running off to do this. When I I have a plan, this will work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna burn the motherfucker down." <laughs> you know, he's like he's stomping along with his stick of dynamite. It looked like right, <laughs> just wait for the flare thing. or something. Yeah, yeah, he's stomping along and like I'm gonna burn the damn tree and all the books. <laughs> and we get a a Yoda cameo. That was awesome. Unexpected for you guys. That was total fanfare. Right well, there. I was I was wanting something like that. Uh, either either it was going to be Yoda, Obi Wan. Like somebody's got to come out and say something to well, him. Going into the film, I expected to see at least Yoda and Obi Wan as Force ghosts mm-hmm. on the island because you know up until a couple hours ago, we weren't aware that he was he had cut himself off from the Force. So if you're isolated on an island that's the original Jedi Temple, why would you not be talking to Yoda and Obi-Wan? And you know it's hinted at that while Obi-Wan is in his isolation in Tatooine, that he's talking to Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. You know, why wouldn't... Why I figured, yeah, Luke's been talking to Qui-Gon and the whole gang. So I love seeing Yoda. And Anakin. And Anakin, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But since that didn't happen, we we get it. And at first, I thought I'm like, man, he looks weird. Oh, I thought the same thing. But then, so like, he looked like so CG, and then he turns around and he's puppet. God, I love the puppet yeah, they Yoda. Brought back the yes. It was actually Frank Oz controlling the puppet and yeah. voicing him. Um, yep. So like, and what I loved is that you know, um, Yoda appears because it's cool because you get this like this little look. Uh, out of focus it might have just been our screen we talked about that <laughs> but you get, you get this out of focus shot from behind and Skywalker stops and he's like Master Yoda <laughs> he's like mm. <laughs> some time it's been and he's like I'm gonna burn it to the ground and he walks up and then Yoda fucking zaps it with lightning and burns the tree and it looks like Luke is like ah <laughs> He even tries to like the text, like it, it, like the the the. It's like he was gonna do it, and then the absurdity of it happening is like, oh my god, what have you done? It's yeah. like he's so. I love like how all like Luke. You assume that he went off to become this awesome Jedi Master and cut himself off from his emotion, and he's so emotionally driven in this in this movie. He's and. Which I was very happy to see. Yes, I so was I because it it totally leads into why he failed. Right. Uh, you know why he felt Ben because he was so driven by that emotion. But and then you get this cool, like what's awesome about about like almost all the Jedi's again is that they never stop learning. And he had another lesson to learn from Yoda, his last one, I guess, is that you know the greatest teacher is failure. Don't ever let you know, you know, pass on everything I've taught you. All the strength, all the valor, and all the failures. I failed too. You know, 
I failed the Republic. Yoda failed the fucking Republic. Yep. He brought upon Vader. Well, not just Vader. He brought upon, like, Sidious is right there. Yep. Yep. You know, he he was a part of the whole thing. And he could, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't challenge Sidious by himself. Exactly. He failed. And in, in, in Obi-Wan failed Anakin. You know? And, and so it's like, don't be afraid of that. You know, pass that on to her, too. Because then she will know. And hopefully she will not repeat. Um, and I just I, I thought it was just a really sweet scene. Um, Read it, them you have. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> about the books. You know, because he's like, well, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, page, page turners, they were not. <laughs> page turners, they were not. Um, I would like to say without, like, getting away from the actual, like, or what we thought of the story, I thought that Mark Hamill, one, did a phenomenal job. Uh, and I feel like he finally, he got to play the Luke Skywalker that he wanted to play and not George Lucas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Because this, I, I, I couldn't help but think, it was like, man, this has Mark Hamill written all over it. <laughs> just like the way, from what I've seen of in recent years of him, it's just, it had Mark Hamill's personality all over it rather than Luke Skywalker's. So, the ancient texts, you talked about it for a second. They didn't get burnt up. Well, and they're in the Falcon. I'm glad you said that because, real quick about Mark Hamill, I nudged him at one point and said, "Man, Mark Hamill looks good." You know, <laughs> I've I've looked at some stuff on the internet of Mark Hamill the last couple of years, and he's looked pretty rough Sometimes, at times. Yeah, he he looked pretty good, and you know he did a fantastic job. But tangent aside, uh, yeah, I nudged him and like, did I just imagine the ancient Jedi texts? Inside the crate saw, in the Falcon. I saw no, them no, well. I, you saw them, and that's why I feel like Yoda. Yoda, he was like, yeah, who cares? It's but, alluded to. He says it. He says she already knows everything because she already has the books. Mm-hmm. She took them, and Luke didn't even notice. You know, she, he wasn't gonna get anything out of them. Yeah, he was like, go ahead, burn it down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, and the, the whole point was for Luke to to see that it's not just about some old book. Yeah, it's, not, it's just not about the. Goes man, that's history. Yeah. We don't live on through that. Yeah. We you know we 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 live on you know through our students. We live on through our through our successes and through our failures, and then we pass that on. I liked I liked how he, he worded that. It's like the burden of every master or something. Yes, like, something along those yes. lines. Is how um, we always become. Um. Oh, how did he say? He it? says something like, "Our our our students become what what we weren't, or be, uh, go beyond what we weren't, or yeah. what we so, well, yeah." But yeah, it, it like it's basically they outgrow they, you, you know. Yeah, they outgrow you're, you're, you, you're, and and even for the Sith, you. yeah, for the Sith, it's always the same too because of the rule of, of, because of the rule too. They you know they always surpass. Speaking of, all right, so huh. the huh. Snoke thing. So Snoke huh. hatched huh. the plan. He linked Ray and 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 Ben together. Yep. The whole force connection, it was him. And basically it's really cool because there's some weird like tension going on between Ray and Ben. I was getting that too. Like it was getting almost to like sexual. I called my wife at the end of the movie when we were getting ready to leave and she said, "Does Ray fall in love with Kylo?" 
And I was like, that's <laughs> the first that's the first thing that she asked me and I was like, well, kind of almost, but not really. So I'm it, glad it, I'm not the only one they that picked lead up towards on that. It. They lead towards it. And um of course the, the she thinks there's still good in him. And of course there is. There is. You know, there is still good in Ben. He is trying so hard and I loved how this movie essentially doubled down on him trying so hard to like I am this damn it I think he fucking tripled down Brando well, he he did <laughs> he, he definitely did but then um of course she's like well I'm gonna go save him and Luke is like you can't <laughs> I trust me you can't with this kid I've tried he's a pesky menace <laughs> he burned my he burned my dimple <laughs> he killed my students and took some of them he cre- you know it's weird because Luke created the temple for Ben. He even said yeah, it. Right. He's right. like, I I started a temple because of Ben. I saw this potential. And then the son of a bitch only gave him a little hut to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> Off to the side. Didn't even let him sleep inside the damn temple. He had he had Hagrid's hut. <laughs> Did you notice yes. that? It was like almost like the same exact like angle downhill from the temple as Hogwarts was. <laughs> it's just like- Ray takes off with Luke's heritage. <laughs> Until here it is. Alright, so so Ray goes and basically like uh Jamaican bobsleds right into the fucking Snoke's like Snoke's ship is basically a stealth bomber. Right. It's what it looks like to me. It's like a slice of pizza in the middle of the air. Well it's like well, the space, I guess. What was the uh Vader's Star Destroyer called? Oh, uh, the Inquisitor? Yes, or something like Super that. Super Star Destroyer. Yeah. yeah. It was the Inquisitor. It's like that, except instead of folded into a triangle, it's just folded out yeah. the opposite way. All right, so then, like, as soon as she gets in there, Ben's like, what's up, babe? <laughs> Knew you were coming. All right, so then he takes her upstairs, and there's Snoke, definitely not 20 feet tall, sitting in the chair. He is larger, though. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, look know, at how big his larger. hands were in proportion. And, and then, of course, you're like compared to Ray's. You know, you know. All right, man. Who is this dude? And buddy, he's a fucking powerful motherfucker. Ooh. Oh yeah. See, at, at the beginning of the movie, when he threw around Hux through the hologram, yeah, I, I was like, holy shit, he's powerful. But then I, I, I got called back to Vader, and he like choking someone through a TV screen. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, they can do that. Well, look, look <laughs> at when he force lightnings. Oh, Ben, just like at the snap of his fingers, bounces it off the ground without he he like you said he just it's like snap of the finger doesn't he doesn't even like show anything about it. It it takes no effort like Palpatine. Talk about um, Ray trying to get the lightsaber. It goes around her and hits her in the fucking head. I loved that scene. It was just like you know you don't you're not you don't know who you're messing with. He's he's you know he's pulling her around. Go look out the window, bitch. And then come back in. Get on your knees. You know, and it's like, this is my plan all along. I got you <laughs> he here. I'm sorry. He did. I've, I've got you here, and now you're going to give me what I want. And uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Now, the thing is here is that motherfucker died in this movie. Supposedly. Um, Allegedly. I think that this isn't the last we've seen of Snoke. I, I, I'm right there with you. It It, it was just like... I wasn't quite expecting the death or supposed death. How he was cut into three pieces? Dude, like, of course, like, I kind of thought, you know, there was going to be the, like, the struggle. And I I even sort of thought that there was going to be the false turn. 
Okay. I'm like, but I didn't think it was going to be like in the middle of the movie. Having seen Snoke three times, it's like, okay, now he's dead. What? Well, and it was also like, there was like, it was really a double turn because I mean, when I, when I saw it the first time, Kylo, you know, you hear everything Snoke's saying. And the second time I'm more paying attention to what Snoke's saying because I know what's coming, you know, and Snoke's literally saying like, I see you, you're turning the save, you know, you're, you're going to strike down your enemy. And as soon as he fucking says enemy, boom, it's on. And it was beautiful because you're like, oh my God, he did it. Ben Solo is back. He's fulfilling the prophecy. He just he just changed the game for the better. And then uh, and then him and her, and Ray amazing both Avengers like, like team, moment like yeah. tag team. Oh man, such a great fight scene. It was, it, it was awesome, and they're helping each other, and they're doing all sorts of crap. You well, know? and part of the reason I liked that scene so much is you know Ray and Ben, neither one of them are Force Masters. No, they're struggling against these Imperial Guards. I don't remember what their actual title is. They're this Praetorian Guards yeah. in Empire mm-hmm. and Return. But uh, they're they're struggling against these guys a little bit. Yeah, those were fucking badass whatever the fucks they were. Yeah, I agree. Like, they're way more badass than the old ones were. Whoa. Like, the old, old Imperial Guards there, were like, shit. Like, and then they walked away. Not so much in, like, some video games like Force Unleashed, but, like, they're actually pretty cool in that. Those weapons, too, they were, like, yeah. hybrid, like, fucking the weaponry in this whole movie. I immediately movie. was like, oh, my God, is that a light whip? Yeah. From from the expanded universe, but... No, not quite. Nope. It, I mean, it had some... but And then, like, it had, like, almost lightsaber tech built, like, mini saber tech built It was a vibro it. whip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, they had vibro axes. Makes sense. And, but, uh... So, did you guys catch it? Luke's last words? They were what Han said to him on Hoth. See you around, kid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's... Oh, it's so fucking... They so beautifully did it, too, because, like, the best way to defeat Kylo was to distract him enough to, to give hope to the Resistance, because mm-hmm. now they'll be able to overcome him. So, and, and I loved the, you know... I want you to fire every gun at that man. All weapon, And they just fucking... The first shot, though, I'm not going to lie, the first shot because of the red, like, uh, mineral, definitely thought he exploded. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that was so graphic for Star Wars. What are you doing? That that scene right there, before revealing that he, it was just like a force uh, apparition of himself, uh, or force projection of himself... Uh, that really made you finally see just the legend that is Luke Skywalker. The, the legend that everybody had like built in themselves of Luke Skywalker. And you're just like, yes. And then it turns out it's just him projecting. It's still really cool that it was... The little dusty yeah, shoulder. Like that, every bit of that was just like serving, serving the fans on a fucking platter. Like, I, I love all the fan service that they did for this while still telling this amazing new story. Lots of death. This movie is marred mm-hmm. with so much The light major speed death. battering ram. Yes, let's oh, talk that about that. Oh, that was so badass. It was an anime moment in live action. Totally CGI. Well, but because, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, because like you said, it, like it was one of the plans gone wrong and... You know, hey, let's let's sneak him out here. All, all, the, all those little transports, and then that one new, uh, you know, sub admiral. It's Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. but like, 
like you know she's gonna stay aboard and just kind of like hang back and then she sees them like all just getting shot down and then she decides to take proactive and they're like it's running for light speed ha the fool little she'll never we'll just follow her you know, idiot there's no one even on there let's just just yeah, as whatever. soon as I as as I knew that she was going to like start messing with the controls, I or watched your hands go up. Yeah, I I, I was like, I immediately started motion, making motions with my hands. I took one hand, and I took another at a right angle, and I rammed it into it. I'm like, she's in my head. I didn't say it, but in my head, I'm like, she's about to ram the shit out of that fucking thing. And she took out everybody. Almost like and, and disabled she, Snoke's ship. Completely. She cut his ship pretty much in half, she and then all the star destroyers up. behind it just gone. The, and that was the moment of silence you were talking about. I had to tell you guys about that because some people didn't know. They complained like, "What the fuck? Did the movie glitch?" No, that it's meant for dramatic effect. It was so quiet, and people were like, you could hear people reacting. They were actually laughing because they thought it was just hilarious. And I'm like, "No, this moment's beautiful." Personally, I didn't even notice the silence. I didn't either. Oh, it was I was just so involved. Dude. I mean... That I didn't notice it. With the crowd on Thursday that I watched it with, there it was a smaller crowd and no one... It was silence. I mean, it was beautiful to witness and, and be a part of that. It was a little bit more raucous tonight at the show we did, but or went to, but um, it was just a beautifully done moment. They've never done it in Star Wars. Like, okay, got so... got all these fast-flying ships. I thought the moment was actually earlier in the movie because... Um, the movie started off with a damn bang with what I thought was going to be a shocker, and that was the almost death of Leia. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm like, so that's how they're going to do yeah, this, I here. guess. <laughs> and uh-huh. like, basically the bridge of the ship gets attacked, and Admiral Akbar, RIP, yep. you know, all the leaders of the rebellion. Uh, they, do, they were there, and then she gets just boom, and you're like, what? Well, and not just that, but it's not Kylo that does it. And they cut it, it like that in the his, trailers. They cut it to make it look like yeah. he was the one that blows up the bridge of the ship, but it's actually his two wingmen. He decides not he to. He pulls his thumb off that trigger, I'm not going to kill my mom, and they, we're going to throw some missiles right your way. And then, of course, like they, they tease you just enough where they, they go do something else for a while and then you see her floating in space and we almost get the whole Guardians 2 thing again. Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, Mary Poppins. And then uh, then all of a sudden she starts moving and then she fucking forces her, you know, force pulls herself back onto the fucking bridge and you're like, you finally get to see Leia not just feel from the force. Use it. Lot, use it, you know. That was the one part of the movie I did not care for. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely takes you out of it. It is the most, it's the only part of the movie that's really bizarre. But it makes sense because she is a Jedi of sorts. But at the same time, you know, through all, or at least through Empire and Return, you're just told that, well, you kind of have Force stuff. You know, you can feel your brother. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm keeping it the way it is. You can feel your brother. But uh, they did you, make out a couple times in the OG trilogy. That's right. Um, For luck, I I just kind of felt like Leia was gonna stay that way and not just magically manifest force powers that she hasn't had up until this point. Well, but I mean, that we've pulled, seen. She pulled right. a reverse Yondu. She was frozen in space and like willed herself to not be frozen in space. Right. You know? The thing. Okay. So at first. I wasn't sure what to think about it. The fact that she wasn't okay when she came back 
made it okay for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she would have came back and sat there right there and was like, all right, that fucking sucked. Let's go. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that would have pissed me off. But the fact that she basically nearly died, but, you know, stuck around, uh, it's kind of okay with me because you would think that, like, this is her will to survive. Yeah. Kicking in, like, she can she can use the force. Yeah. She's not trained. She's not, you know, she's not a Jedi by any means. Just pure emotion, basically. But it's like, you know, yeah, it's almost instinct. Willing herself. And then it does it. Then, you know, that's her potential coming in. And it's like, she's a fucking Skywalker. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's dark and foreboding, though, that her storyline was exactly that. And there was, like... A lot of really paralleled moments to her real final moments, you know. Oh God, dude, her and Luke's final moments, <sighs> especially now that you know that she's gone. Oh right. yeah, now that Carrie is gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was it was very powerful. Uh, this movie leaves you know a lot of things settled. No more Captain Phasma. That was a sick scene. She's not in the movie very long, but she'll fuck. be back. Well, no, she's got to be back. No, I've I've been talking to Brandon a lot up and uh, you know build up to this. You know, is Phasma gonna be more of the you know f- since the Force Awakens? They've said, well, she's the Boba Fett of this. You know of this trilogy, that everything that I've read, back. that's what I, okay. th- that's what they say. That's the parallel. She doesn't they... hook me like that, but okay. I've no, heard. absolutely. But uh, I I have heard that though. She is she yeah. But uh, you know, I I enjoyed that little fight scene between yeah. her and Finn, and I asked Brandon, you know, is it going to even be? Is that scene going to be worth watching? You know, I mean, obviously it's all worth watching, but I mean, is it going to be necessary? I mean, I was surprised to see her back from the trash compactor anyway. Was anybody else surprised or or expecting when when Ray goes to that little dark area where that keeps calling to her? For her to fall in and I was like Boba Fett be like, What's up? Sorry <laughs> like this. I actually I actually went whispered over to, to Blaine, uh Boba Fett's revenge, or yeah, something like that in the middle of the movie. Um, hey, hey y'all been down here for a while. <laughs> Back to Phasma. Uh, I love the fact that they called back to Traitor! <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs> I love oh. that they called back to that. And he, Finn, even used the little um, stun, stun baton. Stun baton yeah. that TR8R. <laughs> that he got his ass kicked with. How how cool was BB 8 in this? Oh. As far as like being so resourceful and taking over everything, the fucking AT AT, fixing the damn X Wing. Well, he went R2 to 11. Right, right, right. And and I like how R2 was still in the movie, but like they're still kind of leaving him kind of like, yeah, you know what? And that's another character we lost because Kenny Baker died last year, too. Yep. yep. So this was the first movie he wasn't a part of the cast. Um, but I, I did like how he's still in it just enough. Uh, maybe you want a little bit more from him, but it also gives BB-8. This is his... This is his well, this trilogy of movies to really shine. So. I, I, I would complain about the lack of R2, but they've done such a good job with BB-8. I mean, any time that BB-8's on screen doing anything, you just, you, you want to see, at least myself, I want to see more of what BB-8's doing. 
and when the top of that AT-AT got ripped off and he, you know, he's there and he's got like a handful of, or, you know, an appendage full of <laughs> shit. And, and, you know, you can almost, at least myself, you can just imagine this facial expression that he's got. Like, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm blowing shit up, you know. I, I hope like, I'm doing good, guys. <laughs> that whole thing when he had he when he had that one little uh, appendage uh, trying to like stop like, you know, like a circuit. Another one. The Another. circuit leak. <laughs> He's like, he just, he just, just kept, uses his whole dome. Bam. Well, eventually, but he like he kept like spawning off different parts of that one. They like, damn it. Yeah. I I really really enjoy BBA, and I really feel like they've actually succeeded in creating a like what they failed to do with Jar Jar, like a good like just kid friendly. Uh, character that you want to root for, just just like the R two character. Well, was. he's got the comedic relief, but then he's useful at the same time. Yes, yes. and it's not all slapstick, right? Um, I really do hope we get to see more with this evil BB <laughs> character. Oh, yeah. here we go, Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved it. <laughs> but you know that that was cool that you know we actually got to see another BB unit, and it wasn't just. I think it's a BB9E or something. Yeah, that, I've that, seen the Funko Pop, but I don't. I can't. Evil remember. BB. <laughs> BB evil. Oh, I like that. I I loved how every time he just like looked directly at BB8, he was just like. <laughs> For those listening, I I made like this really like scrunchy face, scowl, scowl like fuck you. He's he's like we don't you. allow your kind round here. We don't take kindly to your kind around here. Uh, so let's ask. I'm going to ask this question to you guys because I'm interested. Most memorable scene in the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's hard because there's a ton of them. Can, can I go first real sure. quick? Sure. Yeah. Uh, for, me, for me, it is a tie between the Ray and Ben Solo fight. Yes. With the... In the Red Room. Supreme, Lo- Supreme Leader's guards. That was so well done. Like I said, just because they're not Force Masters, and it shows. Because they're getting their ass kicked, for the most part. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Which ties back into their duel in Force Awakens, where I remember like uh, Sam Jackson was critical. He was like, man, they need to take some sword lessons or something. It's like, th- that's the point. Right. That's the point. These guys suck. <laughs> yeah. And then when uh, Luke stares at the twin sons... That you was know, a really awesome yeah. call. You know, it harkens back to A New Hope when he's standing on the mound looking at the twin sons. Full circle. Full circle. It's like and, the last time he's on Tatooine, right? Yep. And he and he goes with a smile on his face. Yeah. You know, he's he wanted to die, but now he died for a purpose and not just because he had given up on everything. Yeah, he died in order to spark and become the legend that everyone talked about him yep. being. He actually was the legend. Well, and... and Additional to that, you know, when when Ben says, you know, I kill you, I kill the last Jedi, and Luke says, nope, there's harken one back, more. Harken back um, to what he said to Ray when she was like, well, the Jedi are this, and the Force is this, and then this, and he's like, everything you've said is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he says that exact same thing back to Kylo yep. about the last Jedi. And then, of course, in this, this was sort of her coming of age where she, of course, she has the text. So she's gonna carry that on, you know. And then uh, at near like near the end, when he's doing his thing to make sure that they can get away, the only way that they can get away is because of her, and and with the Falcon and with all that stuff. Um, I really do. Um, 
I guess I'll just go next. Sure, yes, please do. Because I'm talking. Um, (laughs) Well said, Brando. (laughs) Go on. Doing great at this communication stuff. Blaine's texting anyway. Um, Damn technology. I loved when... That was my my angle. Jesus. I I, I loved when Luke kind of came out of the shadows and had that moment with Carrie or, or with Leia. Yeah. And and then, you know, they have their moment, and then he just walks out the front door. What about when he winks at 3PO? There, oh, that too. You know, it's that. also to say what you're about to say about Luke walking out the front door. He actually says in the early parts of the movie, he says, Ray, what do you want me to do? Go out there and fight them all with my laser sword? Yep. And that's exactly what he does. Yep. Yeah. Walks right out the front door. And, and that, that whole sequence from... From the, you know, I want all guns shot at him right now. And then <laughs> whenever he's like, set it down and take me to him. And then when Hux is like trying to be defiant, shoves him down. And then the pilot's like, at once, boss. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> and then, of course, you have the face-to-face. And I and I, I love that. Even though in, in the, the whole projection thing. Here to tell me you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Or here to tell me you forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, he's telling him, I'm sorry I failed you and all that. Um, and then, of course, the Yoda scene was great uh, with Luke. And if I had to pick something that wasn't that. <laughs> with Like, not Luke. <laughs> I got you, know, you. I vibe. Um, if I had to pick something that wasn't that, man. It might be. Um, shoot. Oh. Probably yeah okay, the the yeah the light speed battering ram because that to me that is like Star Trek right there yeah in Star Trek when phasers don't work phasers and torpedoes don't work we ram shit fucking run into them <laughs> that's it like that's like that's what you fucking do so like the and and the way it was done was just it was it was beautiful and and I love that um but yeah definitely that uh, Blaine I'll let you go next unless you want me to go next I can fill um. It's a tie for me as well, and like I, it's it's just going to be a common theme with this bat, light speed battering ram. I love that and the red room fight. The the so fight good. with Kylo and Ray was just that entire every like I know it got split up a bit, but everything that transpired in that room, even before Ray was there, when it was just Hux, uh, Hux, Snoke, and uh, Kylo, it was. Oh, and Snoke tells him to take off that stupid mask. Oh, yeah. Everything that happened in that room, that's my favorite scene. Okay. <laughs> that room was awesome. That's a great set piece yeah. for the movie. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes the movie larger than life. Uh, you know, I agree that everything in the Red Room is awesome. I loved seeing Snoke's dead-ass face with his tongue hanging out of his mouth, you know? <laughs> like, it's just great. Hux tries to kill Kylo for a second. Yeah. He thinks yeah, about he it. And then, of course, Kylo just like, <gasps> wait, what's going on? And then it, it sets in. I'm supreme leader. He can't stop me. He doesn't have fucking force powers. I do. Like, this is my fucking thing, and this is the end game that I wanted from the whole thing. This was all, literally, Kylo orchestrates it beautifully. He wants Snoke gone, because Snoke's been tempting him and pushing him. The thing is, is that I think there is a part of him that that does want to go to the light. And because that's the cool thing with this character is that a lot of, and what we've always seen is the pull of the dark, Anakin, Luke, pull of the dark with him. It's the pull of the light. 
and with him out of the way, it I think it might not necessarily be planned. It might, it's like dawning on him. So it's like he's it's like he's figuring out as he's going. He's like, I'm in charge now. I I could do this myself. It's it's the whole thing with Anakin when he when he's already gone and he's already fallen and Padme confronts him. You know, she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm doing this for us, for you, for the kids." For God's sake, I mean, I'm I'm trying to save us. It's like, and, and she goes, "But but no, what what about what about Palpatine?" He goes, "Well, I mean, I can kill Palpatine." He goes, "And then you and me, we could rule the galaxy together. Imagine that. We can make everything like we wanted it to be. It's like they get this such lush, romanticized views and selfish views." And then, so instantly, when when Ray thinks that he has turned and like she's kind of yeah. saved him, and then he and then he he pulls that around. He's like, "Join me, please." And and I and I also think, and he really wanted her to not just to pull her to the dark and away from Skywalker, but to be with him because he's like, "We can we can explore our powers together. We can become more powerful. The two of us could be unstoppable." And we, us. The two destined, the two that are left, could inherit this. And of course, she denies him. And of course, they're both. I love the the force pull on the on on, on the Anakin lightsaber, like yeah. Obi Wan and Anakin all over again on Mustafar, mm-hmm. except pull it, instead of push. But. Yeah, and this time the you know Anakin saber gets ripped in fucking half. I do. I do have one question about that scene or that like turn of events. Sure. Do we think that Ben betraying Snoke was a partial turn to the light and then turn back to the dark? I or, think so. Or do you think it was a rule of two all along? I think it f- was rule it, of two all along. Kylo, you get, think about the building of the movie. And, I, and I, this is a question that I had asked last night to myself. Like, what's the resolve of this? So when I rewatched it, that's my vision. Kylo is getting bullied by Snoke, and he's like, fuck you. I can outpower you for days. I think the reveal of him saying, I knew he'd be too weak to hide it from you. I used him. I think that was part of it. As it he was like, oh, really? You know my brain? You know it this good? Okay. And then it's just like a... Lightsaber through your gut. Brilliantly done. Awesome. Awesome. Vicious, violent death. I also when when we were talking um, about our favorite moments, I kind of realized that. Uh, well, okay, so Luke is gone, but not gone. I do think in the next movie he'll be Force Ghost. Yeah, I I hope. Oh, that'd be if tits. we imagine you and McGregor Force Ghost, Mark Hamill Force oh. Ghost, Yoda. Yeah, well, I mean, and he has to appear to Ray because she is she does not she has all the tools. And the text, and and the text, uh, you know Luke's heritage, but <laughs> heritage. So he's, hmm. he's, he's, heritage he's, you have. He's got, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. He's gonna have to show up to kind of pat her on the shoulder and show her the way a little bit. Well, he is her teacher. Yes. For it's however it. short that was, he is her teacher. Well, and also think about how short of a time Yoda actually trained Luke. It wasn't yeah. very long. Well, and look at Obi Wan. Exactly. Yes, Obi Wan like taught him like. Well, uh, uh, you don't jab yourself in the face with this thing. <laughs> they all taught which, with their failings, which, which Kylo did with that lightsaber with that guard. 
you, of course they do it in a way that you don't see it but man that was awesome because you visualized it anyway with we know mark is probably going to come back you know for that but with Kerry gone and with uh and with han gone like the old guard is pretty much swept i mean chewie's still there r2 3po will be there probably as a cameo uh, I I really like like Chewie was still there, being Chewie. Um, he did did just enough in this movie. Doing he... doing a hell of a job piloting the Falcon. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Who was really flying that damn thing through the asteroid field, man? I'm saying it was Chewie. Um, but man, yes, uh, he did a great job. Those little porgs didn't bug me that much. They were kind of space good. puffins. They, I did like That's how... That's what they are, space puffins. I like how I said, Blaine, how they infested the Falcon. Like the Giska. Like the Giska from Kotar. Yes. And they totally <laughs> fucking nested into the wires and everything. And I like how uh, how Chewie was going to eat one of them. And they're all just giving him the puppy dog eyes. And he's just like, fuck, I'm hungry, dude. Just leave me alone. D- don't look at me like that. Like, this is my brother. <laughs> you go eat my brother. <laughs> One thing we didn't dish on is the very end, which we didn't really even dish on the lead in to the very end because the mission that that Finn and Rose go on ultimately leads to the last sequence in the movie because the stable boy who is um, a jockey running these horse-like creatures uh, on this... Uh, gambling planet the casino they basically call it. space monaco yeah uh you know they they're freed earlier in the movie when rose and finn are there and that's a cool little plot point that just seems unimportant she gives him the resistance ring uh-huh. and and you know shows it to him so they know that they're on the same page and then at the end of the movie the little kid comes out from getting yelled at and force pulls the broom to himself well they were also like telling a story about luke skywalker yes and then, yeah, I got yelled at. Get out of here, you stupid kids! And he pulls, pours the full, you know, full force pulls the broom. Wow, my uh, my brain just went completely backwards there for a second. That happens. And he starts sweeping, and then he starts looking off, and he sees like the shooting star, and you get the old school like uh, Luke Skywalker theme. Oh yeah, and um, you know, thought that was pretty neat. Um, I was kind of wonder. Uh, I was kind of hoping the movie would end uh, right on, like because with the Luke staring at the double sun, and then he just we get the old Obi Wan thing mm-hmm. with him just disappearing in, into the robes and just. Whoosh. They kind of made him look too Jesusy though. And that last shot was a little Jesusy. I'm just saying, not that that's a bad thing. It just was a little. It threw me for a second. Uh, so what, the only question I have like left would be what happens moving forward because Leia is very much alive when this story ends. That's, that's one of my biggest questions. Will we get a funeral for Leia? I mean, they're going to have to off screen her. I mean, that's the, uh, the family said, sure. Use her CGI character. They said they don't want to do that. So, how do you work your way out of this? Does she get like assassinated, and that's the main plot of the third movie? Is the assassination of Leia? Well, I'm sure they have some additional footage that they've shot from this film. You think so? Look at how long. I mean, <laughs> they've got to. They've yeah. got to have something that they can splice together and do a fantastic job. Okay. 
That's interesting. Uh, I like that. I mean, because personally, there has got to be hours of shit that they filmed that they just didn't put in here because it's already three hours long. Yeah. I would have sat and watched it if it was five hours. Yeah, if they would have kept going after the resistance, yeah. like huddled sure. into the Falcon, keep going. Keep rolling it. But I'm sure they have something, or they will mash something together. I, I could see them doing an off-screen too, but at the same time, I don't know. Send, send Carrie Fisher out, not just talk about her. That's what I thought that scene where she was floating in space was going to be. Yeah. I thought that was going to be her send-off. I did too. They could have easily made it that. They yeah, they could have, but they probably had already filmed mm-hmm. probably a lot of the other parts of the movie. Yeah, um, that had her in it that were pretty key and vital. Um, I personally would like to see if they do, you know, decide to have a funeral and send her off. That would be that she succumbed from being out in space. Like she, then it put such a toll on her body and losing Luke. And then, you know, having and then having it be like, you know, we lost her, but her spirit, you know, her will guide us to beat the First Order. Like, we have to do it now. We are here because of her. And now we must, you know, honor that. They are definitely they're definitely positioning uh, Poe. Yes. To become a leader to become the leader. You know, something I thought of. Yeah. Something I thought of, you know, and. I'm not trying to shoehorn this in, but I was wondering if he doesn't have some sort of connection to the Force. I don't think so. Well, with how fucking good of a pilot he is. Well, and I was thinking that too, because they've kind of set that precedent that every majorly, you know, just out of this world pilot prodigy. I'm not saying that he is a going to be a Jedi by any means. I'm not saying that. But he could have connection to the Force. But what, yeah, this isn't KOTOR 2 where everything becomes a Jedi. <laughs> fuck, fucking Atten. Yeah. Atten's a fucking Jedi or Bowder. Sith. <laughs> Bowder. <laughs> I'm surprised fucking Zalbar didn't become a fucking Jedi. Well, he so, wasn't in the second one. But. So there is still an unsettled question. Who are Ray's parents? Nobody's, I guess. Kylo's lying to Yeah, he had to have been lying. I think so. And here's why, and what I'm about to share with you, the parallel. No, he didn't lie to her. Oh. Her parents were nobodies because she's the spirit of Anakin, I'm telling you. It stays all right in line because Anakin's parents were nobodies. They were a slave and, and he didn't know his dad, you know, so it's like, or there was no father, you know, midichlorians. But we never got the, the leaked, the, uh, you know, her, are you my father? No, you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> line from Luke. Um, I really love <laughs> That'd be confusing. What, right. Uh, I love the, the line that Snoke says, the, the light rises to, to fight the dark or, or whatever. Oh, when the said. dark rises, the, the light will, um, We'll meet it. We'll rise to challenge to, it to, to meet it. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Basically, Ray is there because of Kylo. They they are, and that explains their connection to an extent, which kind of the their connection while it's still there, it kind of got uh, dumbed down a bit once Snoke was like, "Yeah, I I did that." <laughs> but but then again, it, now, did he if, really do it? Because they have that scene at after, the end. Afterwards, <laughs> after Snoke is dead, they still have the connection. Yeah, which I don't think Snoke had as much control of that as he thinks he does. I think Ray has untapped potential. She's going to get a new lightsaber, by the way. That's coming. Has, Has to. to. 
I love what we said at the same time. I bet it, I bet uh, it has to do with their staff. But my question is, Ooh. oh, <laughs> has to. Oh has man, to. That that lightsaber they are... staff. <laughs> be tits. Come on, I would love it. Uh, so also though, Kylo, does he take on a young apprentice to be by his side? What that what? was my next question because Luke says when Kylo raised his temple to the ground. He killed most of his students and took the rest with him. Are those students his, the Knights of Ren? Yeah. That we got the small <gasps> scene in Force Awakens? Yeah, and those still, they didn't explain that further. No. We don't know who Snoke is still. No, we don't. <laughs> this movie raises more questions than answers, really. Yeah, because we, you know, the whole theory about Snoke being an old-timey, uh, you know, Sith Lord, I didn't. Somebody even said that they might he might be the first Jedi. There was a rumor. I was like, come on now. Mm. I was really glad to see that he's not well as of now not Mace Windu <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's definitely still <laughs> not Mace Windu look how long that rumor was yeah for sure for sure forced around uh, the internet or Plagueis or yeah Plagueis was Vader or any Sidious. number yeah <laughs> Plagueis was the most common one I saw I'm like he's not even a moon a so, moon so let's go around and, and talk uh, let's ask the question out of 10 Wait, so we're doing out of 10, or are we doing out of 5? Well, because, we, because we go back and forth. We do. We're going to go on a 10 officially. I want it to be a very, because that's a, a better grading scale. You know? Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Are we More just points. doing solid numbers? Or you can we throwing point whatever points. the fuck you want. All right. Yeah, that's how we roll. You want to kick it off, sir? Because I'll kick it off. I don't mind. No, I'm okay. Yeah, okay, pal, roll with it. I give it a solid uh, five out of seven. <laughs> perfect movie. No, no, not perfect movie. Uh, I fucking love this movie. I'm 9.8. Damn, beautiful. Tyler? I'm going to give it a 9.4. Okay. Um, because there were the couple little things that after I have thought about it and talked about it now for a couple hours, I'm like, eh. You know, I could have done without that, or I could have used a little bit more of that. Okay. But uh, definitely a 9.4. Okay. Brando? Nine. Nine. Flat nine. Um, A lot of stuff in this movie I dug. I think this movie is a perfect sequel to Force Awakens. Yes. Perfect sequel. Yeah. It, (laughs) it, It took just enough from Empire, just enough from A New Hope. That's that heritage. Yes, it took just enough from both of those without being either one of those. It it had echoes, but for for the most part, it was trying to pay, you know pave its own way. Uh, do I think it's better than Empire? That's a hard task. That's such a hard task to do. It's right up there, though. I think honestly, Empire um, is a better pace story. This one is more action packed. And it's almost just as good of a character piece. Um, it was it was somehow able to do both. Um, and for that, I definitely think, uh, on gut reaction, maybe I'll revisit it later, I definitely think it's number two. We're going to talk about that here in a second because I want to get everybody's list of the Star Wars movies in order, and okay. then we'll close. Uh, I gave the movie a 9.75. I was actually pretty shocked that you said 9.8. I was like, damn, that's like right where I'm at because 
I I do love the Rose and Finn stuff. I did love the pacing of this story. I liked that they jumped around. I, there were some beautifully shot creative scenes. I loved Kylo looking out the window. Leia, Kylo, Leia. And then it was just like that bond of like he could feel his mother and he knew. And I, there, there are just so many different moments like that. It's beautifully directed. It's shot gorgeously. The, the choice of color palette on the final battle using a white, canvas of a planet that's actually just like salt mm-hmm. um on top of like this red ore is just it just made for this beautiful epic thing again talking about the the failure the whole movie is failure and then that's luke's lesson from yoda is failure is the greatest teacher they all have failed every single character in this movie tried something and failed poe tried and failed finn tried and failed ray tried and failed you know we already went through that so for me this movie it edges out in my opinion, Empire Strikes Back. And I mean just by a pinch. And I said this to you before the movie. This is the heralding of the new era to let us, the fans, know that this is going to be something that is beautifully taken care of moving forward. We're always going to have great Star Wars. And Disney, I mean, I, I, I watched Machete Order, Disney. I watched Rogue One. That movie's so fucking amazing. And it was like kind of flat. No one really interested in the movie. It comes out and it was amazing and it's amazing so this movie just um it does it for me it's definitely um it's definitely up there so i'll do it first quickly here the movies in reverse order from the worst to the best attack of the clones revenge of the sith um phantom not that phantom's bad then uh i would do uh, jedi then rogue one New Hope, or no, no, Rogue One, and then um, Force Awakens, New Hope, Empire, Jedi. Did I miss one? I feel like I missed one. I don't think so. No? I think you got them all. Okay, good. If I missed one, folks, I'm sorry. No, I got them all. And then I think the solo story is going to take place leading up to him in um, A New Hope. It's going to be in the same time frame as Rogue One took place. Do you really think so? Another pocket of the story, yeah. Really interesting. I don't think I don't think it makes sense to try to go back and tell an early young Han Solo story. Did you like, know that after, like, okay, so right after Jedi, uh, now this is in the new continuity, uh, right after that, on Endor, Luke and Han, Luke, Luke and Han, wow, Leia and Han got married. Okay. <laughs> Luke and Han. On Endor they got married? <laughs> yeah. On Endor, Wait, in a very the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, uh, yes, forest okay. moon of Endor. Um, they got married, and it was a very small ceremony. Close friends and family only. Never made public. Oh, never made public. After that, that's why she's still Leia Organa. Yes. After that, uh, they during the little war between the New Republic and the and the uh, and the Empire. They learned that the Empire was planning on reducing Wookiee numbers on on Kashyyyk. Han and Chewie go and free the Wookiees from the Empire. Oh. You think it's going to be that story? No, I'm just saying that would would be fucking awesome to see, you know, that story play out. Because that's Mm. like, you know... I don't know if it's ever explicitly said in the movies. I, it's not. But Chewie definitely has some sort of life debt to Han. Oh, absolutely. 
they've never they've never explored that deeper though but it's also not even like treated that way no it's not at all they're buds han doesn't see him as you have a light depth to me you owe me they're buds they're you know they're you know he'll do anything for chewy she'll do anything for him which is my one of my favorite scenes from Force Awakens. Oh, they captured that. When he so fucking great. snarls and just shoots that motherfucker with that crossbow. It's like, bam! But, um, we're, so we're ranking them, right? Yeah. All right. So, the worst fucking Star Wars movie of all time is Attack of the Clones. Agreed. It's, it's, it's absolutely... I think that's going to be across the board. Yeah, can we just say unanimously <laughs> that Attack, Attack of the Clones is number one? Of worst. Of worst. It, it's it's fucking abysmal. It has very few redeeming qualities. The even the awesome Yoda flipping around thing does not save that. Especially since Dooku is so terribly CGI'd in it. It's oh, so obvious. Yeah. Um, in 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 what's his name? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, great actor. Come on, I'm not gonna try and take away anything from him. Great actor. He I I really dig the character. Very short lived. Very unfortunate to have most of his scenes be in that movie. Jango Fett, joke. Um, so, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, easily like the next worst. Okay. Uh, it's a it's it's a fun movie, but it's boring. Also true. It it just takes a lot to get that thing going, and then when you you get some good stuff in it. Uh, next up would be Revenge of the Sith. So all three of the prequels for me are right there at the bottom. And I think Revenge of the Sith tells the best story out of any of them. Because it is it, it is Anakin's fall, and it's the best part of that entire story. It's what, it's what yeah. everybody wanted to see. The, they do a lot of fan service in that movie. And uh, and that was like some of the first real fan service other than like cool, cool Jedi battles. Seeing the Vader stuff was like... And then the full circle stuff, the... The you know separating of the twins, the Tatooine thing, looking at the double sons. Um, so up next for me would be a New Hope. The even though it's the original, it's a bit of a bit of a drag to get through. Even we re, re, like kind of rewatching it. I love the movie, um, but it's just like man, you go through the motions. It's it's not the best laid out movie. It don't pick up till it picks up. Yes, yes. I mean. To to say that is almost like to not even really point out where it does. It just it really gets an emotion well into the movie. It takes a little bit to get to that point. Up next for me would probably be Rogue One. Um, kind of drags a little bit too. Has a good story. Depressing. Pretty depressing, but or real. I mean, you look at it the other way. It's just realistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that that's life with the Empire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, so we have Attack, Phantom, Revenge, did I say New Hope next? Yep, yep. And then you said Rogue. Rogue. And so then what we have left is, man. The last two OGs, Force and Jedi. Man. New Jedi. (laughs) I'm trying to. Last Jedi. (laughs) Jedi. (laughs) Jetties. I like it. Okay. Um. These next two could almost be flipped for me, but I'm just going to say it like this. Force Awakens. Okay. And then Jedi. Okay. Because I'm having a hard time distinguish because Force Awakens is fucking amazing. 
But Jedi has one of the most satisfying character uh, closures. Invader. In the redemption of Vader. The, rede- the, the redeeming of the unredeemable. He's meant to be the most villainous motherfucker. He struck down younglings. Well, he brought down he brought down basically all of society while he was throwing a tantrum. <laughs> I mean, think wrong. about it. I love man, and it's not even really truly expressed in words. The moment that he finds out that that Luke is his son, Anakin's alive. And he's been dead for years. He's been, he's been existing as as Vader. Now he's alive. Now there's like, he's alive. What? I'm like, oh my god. So then there's the whole I gotta bring him to the Emperor. It's like, okay, but okay, maybe I don't have to. I I do, but we'll across we'll that bridge when I get there. Let's just get him. And then he then Luke is defying him, and he. They have this like the first little lightsaber fight, and he's testing him. He's seeing, you know, hmm, pretty good, kid, pretty good. And there's a sense of pride. This is my son. Holy shit! How long has he been training? That long, huh? God, this gets powerful. <laughs> you know, it's like, can you imagine? And then, of course, he knows what Palpatine wants with him. He knows he's a shadow of himself at this point. Still powerful as fuck. Right. But knows that this young, hungry lion of a possible snoop Prentice could outdo him. But what if he and him together? So then there's the reveal. He's never the same after that. Vader is never the same guy after that. Because now all he can think about is his son. He's torn. There's that lightness in him. He's like, my son, can I bring myself to do it? To either accept my fate and let him turn and let him take my spot or kill him. And he goes through the motions. They have those conversations. And then they have the final showdown where Luke beats him. With rage. With ra- yeah, with, yeah, with the rage. and But doesn't kill him. So then Vader's like slumped and he's defeated. And then his son's getting tortured. Basically dying. And he's like, I won't let, I won't let him take him away from me again. That having a child is a different emotion now seeing that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you watch that he specialized and he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just does it. He does in actions. You don't need words in that scene. It's just it's 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 an awesome, beautiful scene because then Luke goes to him, and they they have this word. They have this this wordless moment, a father and son. Well, especially with the the score in the background. Yes, just that, and it's so sad. Yep, and it's like dread, and then and then of course there's the the whole reveal of like the face and the mask. And then they have this solace moment of where they look in each other's eyes. It's like my the awfulness that I've done can be undone through you. You are my legacy now. 
And that, to me, is why Jedi probably trumps Force. Force has so many moments that are awesome, but it's that closure of that moment. And, of course, the Ewoks. But I, I, I jest. But then it would be Last Jedi. With as amazing as it was, uh, to me, there's just something that minimalistically Empire does better than that. Because Last Jedi did so much stuff with so many action scenes, with so many twists, so many turns, you almost had you almost had to like, like, like slap yourself and say, "Well, what just happened?" Empire does all that very minimalistically. There's not as many twists and turns, but it's such a good character piece. It, yeah, it establishes so many characters. It, it takes a step back from the. Death Star blowing up from the big, uh, you know, battle at the beginning, and it takes a step back and it explores the Jedi, explores Han and Leia, and explores Vader for the first time in a commanding role, saying, you "Motherfucker, family, general, rip you apart." He's choking people I'm over choking TV screens, TV screens. And, shit. and then he immediately goes and bows to the Emperor, like, "Who is that guy? And why is this badass motherfucker bowing <laughs> to him?" And of course, yeah. in, the, in, the, in that he specialized, you get this weird version of the emperor with like this vagina eye, <laughs> yep. like, like it's not. Uh, I'm so the used vagina. to vagina. Uh, <laughs> I'm so used to Ian McDiarmid, you know. And yeah, he, I love him as Palpatine. He is Palpatine. Like there is no other guy who could. Like I just love his. He's this weird, and he's like his. I love it, but so his but, name is Sheev. I mean, how yeah. weird can he get? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, dude. Um, I just I was very, very, very like not pleasantly surprised is, is is the right word. But to I know this movie currently is dividing fans. There are some people who hate this new movie. I don't understand why. Really? Same. I don't understand that at all. It's um, they're I just being haters to be haters. Cup of haters. Honestly, yeah. I thought this was a great addition and. They were somehow able, as much as Force Awakens can be seen as fan service, and that's it, and just a rehash. They didn't do that with this. They no, told their own story exactly with it. With as I said before, echoes, echoes of of what we know and love as Star Wars, echoes, callbacks to the you know Luke wanting to be trained by Yoda. Yoda's like, you don't have the patience, but now he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing this shit. You get that kind of thing. You get the cutting down of the master. You get the whole you. You know, carrying on to the legacy, and you get even callbacks to the Hoth scene. Like, you know, with that, it's like, well, there's something we've seen before, but now we did different. They're they're at the gates. You know, they're it's 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 cool how they take a lot of stuff from history and just use their own version of it. And really quickly, was I the only one who thought for a second that uh, before they could blast the door down? Um, you know, like so, Finn was like being the whole um, Independence Day scene. Where I knew gonna, you were gonna say that. Where, where, where you know, he's gonna fly in to the blaster, uh, with where we were we were gonna see a certain X-wing come flying through with the uh, bullseye and womp rats. I <laughs> I was like praying for that. Like, where like, is Luke and his X-wing? And you know, just, we saw the X-wing. Where's it at? I, yeah, I just thought Finn was gonna die. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, same. Like, well, I really that's, did. That's a bummer. <laughs> I was like, man, this has so much character death. I can't believe they're gonna take down another one of their major players. Like they just yeah. killed Phasma, and that's well, 
fucked up. You know, you're talk. You keep talking about echoes. There's there's a very small one at the beginning. I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but in Empire, when Han charges the Star Destroyer with the Falcon, yeah. When Poe is flying along that Star Destroyer, I thought he's gonna fly up and freak them out in the on the bridge, you know. And he's doing this thing. That that's what I thought about right away. But yeah. awesome. So, we still have uh, rankings to finish off. Honestly, you said it like it, to a T. That's that's my ranking. Uh with one exception, uh I think the best movie of the series is Nice of the Old Republic. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I It would be if they ever made it. 100% Hope. you said my rankings. It's not going to happen. Ryan Johnson's doing a new thing and I, I can tell why. He already said I now. can tell why. Oh my god, this was so well done. Him with his own universe within this. I want to see Revan and Malak and Bastila and even, Mandalorians. E- even Doesn't Karth. mean he can't do callbacks to it. Even yeah. Karth. I'll, I'll even take a big screen Karth. <laughs> yeah, th- throw up Bill Pullman in that role. Who's going to play Oh shit. <laughs> who's going to play Karth? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Bill Pullman. Matt Damon. Bill- Bill Pullman. <laughs> Can I rank my Star Wars movies now? Uh, Bill Pullman. I, I, okay, I would I would throw Rogue One maybe a little higher than you did, but most part it's the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Tyler, go for it. Uh, Matt Damon. Two, three, and one are tied at the same spot for me. Okay, makes sense. The second half of Revenge of the Sith with the fall of Anakin and all that. Beautiful. Fantastic. Beautiful. The beginning, eh. You know, yes. as much as I love seeing Anakin and Obi-Wan duel Count Dooku, Count Dooku got his head cut off like a lot of people in the franchise, so, you know, I appreciated how big of a dick Palpatine was after he got out of the chair, you know? Damn but it. But other than that, I don't need any of that, you know? when they're, no. when When Anakin's saving Obi-Wan because he's a shitty pilot, I don't need to see any of that. You know, um, and there's so much in one that I love, like pod racing. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I, I was eight years old when the when episode one came out. That was badass. Dual sided saber. Yeah, badass. That Darth Maul, such a badass Fucking character. Killer. You know, um, Naboo and a lot of the native scenery. That was all really cool stuff. So, two or excuse me. One and three are tied, basically, at the second worst spot for me. Um, I'm going to say A New Hope, just because the first half of the movie, you know, you can pretty much just fast forward to the Death Star scene, and then... Yeah, I I was pretty over uh, Luke Skywalker whining. Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, it's necessary. Throughout the entirety of the movie. You know, I've, I've watched it. A thousand times by this point so just fast forward to death star trash compactor and go but uh a new hope uh rogue one um rogue one for me struggled a lot with pacing it was really really slow in the beginning and there were certain members of the cast that i didn't care for okay um looking at you forrest whitaker what a letdown you know i Uh, mean absolutely like cool you know and but uh rogue one and then i'm gonna say force awakens return of the jedi empire strikes back last jedi baller and i say i i put um 
The Force Awakens where I do because initially, you know, it's Star Wars. I'm going to love it no matter what. Unpopular opinion again, I don't like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley. Okay. In, a, in Force Awakens, I I I you could have cast anybody else in the in those roles and I probably would have enjoyed it more. But now like you Boyega. care about them. Now they did such a for me, Finn in the first movie, they tried so hard for him to be that comedic relief, and you know he's just a shitty stormtrooper who, you know, as as we know, as we learn more about him, was basically just a janitor. Yeah. Who went on, you know, an extermination mission? Like, why did why did a janitor <laughs> go on an extermination mission? Like, it's eh, kind of weird, and I don't, I just don't really like Daisy Ridley in Force Awakens. I don't know. It's it's just one of those I can't really put a, put my thumb on why I don't like her in that one, but I really don't. But I love both of them in this movie. Yeah. You know, when Finn was willing to sacrifice himself, and it it wasn't just trying to get away from the First Order. I won't let them win. You know, again. as soon as he woke up from his coma, and the first thing he said was, where's Ray?" You know, oh, you must have a thousand questions. I have one question. Where is Ray?" I'm sold right there. That that's all the character development I needed. Absolutely, I didn't, I didn't need the jokes and the. They milked a thing in this movie. We didn't. Talk, <laughs> we didn't talk about that, it. That oh, big. Jesus I forgot about that. He even like. I thought you were like it. man like they they milked like a theme throughout the movie. No, then, they milked a like, thing. Oh wait, a thing. I, he was walking up to it. I'm like, this thing has boobs <laughs> and nipples. <laughs> Ray just like looks away to give it privacy. <laughs> it was too green to be the blue milk he drinks on Tatooine. He can so milk it's not anything that has nipples. <laughs> he takes. I love. He takes a sip of that and goes. Yeah. He kind of does like a twitch and like. Mm. Strong like, stuff. It's fresh in the morning. <laughs> I love the cuttlefish scene too. I, I. It's not actually a cuttlefish, but it's just it's more like a catfish. He just like stabs the thing, and then the next thing you see, it's over his shoulder, and he's just like, "I'm hauling cuttlefish," you know, just like heading right. up the mountain. I like how the caretakers were just nothing but a gag. Yeah. Them losing Great. their minds, like, blew a hole in the wall. And but yet, like, and, and then later on, it's like when she's training and she cuts the rock, and like, they're just like pushing, cart. Little, pushing a little wheelbarrow. They just scowl. <laughs> I think they hate me. Can I add one more thing on why I love The Last Jedi? Going up until this point, you heard so much about a possible Finn Poe romance. I, I have no bad opinions about any of that, you know, do what makes you happy. But it would be so forced at this point. At yes. this point and unnecessary. Well, Finn, I don't know if you noticed this, is rolling in pussy now. Oh yeah. Because he got Rose is all about him. Oh, and yeah. now it's there's that tension with Ray. Oh yeah. I mean her you know, her story ended unconscious just like his story ended. <laughs> In Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, well, that's actually a great parallel. Yep. And how did he get knocked out in Force Awakens? I uh, Kylo Ren cut him, cut, like cut his spine. That's right. They're in. They're doing the final battle hit, there. Hit him with an. I started. I okay. Real quick about Finn. I started to like Finn when he picked that lightsaber up and challenged Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like him before Man, that. Shit. Okay. I liked. Um, I mentioned this where uh, when I saw Force Awakens, I loved it. And then when I saw it a second time, I didn't. And a lot of that was the cheap 
theater laugh jokes. Right. We got some of that here, but not nearly as many or as forced. I think they were more authentic. Yes. And um, the one, uh, there's only a few moments in like Force Awakens that that's still like from Finn that don't feel forced to me. And it's the stuff with Han when they're trying to sneak in to the base. And he goes, all right, kid. So what's up? You know, he's like, well, I mean, I don't know. And he's like, you are a janitor. It's okay. We'll use the force. But that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love that whole interaction where he's just, he's trying so hard to actually do something to try to save and be a hero. And then it just like, Han's like, Han's being Han. Yeah. You're giving and, me nothing here. Yeah, exactly. But then, then as you said, you know, he's willing to stand up there and defend his friend uh, from from this dude. And he and, and he's just like, I know how to use a weapon. I don't know how to use this one, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it my best shot. Yeah, and of course that was like the like trailer thing where we all thought for a second that Finn was gonna be like kind of like the Jedi of yep. the, of like of the group, and it, and it, it's totally not. It, like the swerve was always that it was Ray. Of course, when like he's reaching, he's trying to force reach for that for that saber and it flies right past him you know first you're like <gasps> and then it's not him and then she tries to do it again and cool because they kind of did that gag again with Ray but it's it, Max it, her it's Max her yeah uh, I don't know is there anything else we want to add to this oh, man, how long I, we go well this is two hours and two minutes on top of the almost 20 that we went Jeebus when we Christy. had some audio problems oh so. boy I'm I'm still gonna do some doctoring because I'm still getting a few crackles from this mic, uh, but I don't know exactly what. So I'm gonna have to. We're talking about it, but hopefully you won't have to actually hear any of it. notice it. I've yeah. tried not to move around a whole lot. It's not your fault. Well, it is. If if we were sitting at a table and you weren't touching it, there there'd be no issues. But since we're holding it and the cables and the connections, it's all that all you know technical mumbo jumbo but we are going way longer than we ever thought that we said that we were going to go star wars of course of course we yeah did. it'll do that yeah i could talk about shit for another four hours no okay problem. well let's not do that let's <laughs> not do that i'm the rambler remember four and a half hours we'll, so. <laughs> we'll make this wrap up quick folks as always you can check the journey into comics network out at journey into comics.com on all the different podcasting platforms whether it's itunes podbean stitcher radio google play music now you can get us on stitcher all the other different ones you can get journey into comics on all did the different say, social media did you say spotify spotify did I say that? You uh, said Stitcher twice. I think I said Stitcher twice. It's late. Oh, cool. I don't oh, remember. Cool. Like, uh, I'm listening to you, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so also uh, get us on all the different social media sites, whether it's Facebook at Journey Into Comics Podcast or Instagram at Journey Into Comics, Twitter, JIC Network. That's going to do it this week, folks, for Journey Into Comics. This was episode 170. I have been Nate. Brando. I'm Dick. And I'm Tyler. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, Star Wars week, and fill your brains with shit. Yeah. Yeah.